Super Talk Mississippi media production. Taylor Swift is coming to New Orleans, and Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and Super Talk are giving away a free pair of tickets. For your chance to win, go register now at Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and get your name in for the final drawing from Margaritaville and Super Talk 103.1. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbard, in the Element Well Studios, along with Rhino, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music on this hump day. Heck, yeah, it is. It sure is. We made it. We have made it to the middle of the week. Uh, All right. So... Yesterday was a big day across the great state of Mississippi. Primary day with the midterm elections where voters will elect those who will represent them in the United States House of Representatives. Mississippi, of course, has four districts. Unlike what the Constitution of Mississippi says, where it thinks we have five, right? I think that's still the case. Uh, I laugh at that, but it really is crazy, how we, if you think about it, how we got to that point, that we have that situation here. is a little crazy. But uh, I'm not sure if the outcome was as the pundits predicted, <laughs> but we got uh, three runoffs, I believe, coming up. I think I got that right. Looks like it, yeah. Congressional District 2 on the Republican side. Who will that be between? Ron Eller? Uh, There's Flowers and Eller. Flowers and Eller. And then Congressional District 3 here in the central part of Mississippi, where uh, we are coming from at you. That will be a contest between incumbent Congressman Michael Guest and Michael Cassidy. Two Michaels. You wonder if there was any confusion on the ballot. And I say that because... You know as well as I do, Rhino, we could walk down the hall here and say, who's our congressman from where we're standing? 50-50? They could yeah, say... Yeah, about a coin flip. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, that uh, that race will proceed to a runoff. It was pretty close. Uh, and then we've also got Congressional District 4, that seat presently held by... Congressman Stephen Palazzo. The least surprising runoff. Yeah, because you had seven in the race. I think there were some who felt like that in both CD3 and CD4, the incumbent would win outright. At least anecdotally, I've heard that in my orbit. But that was not the case. And so Stephen Palazzo will face Mike Ezel in a runoff. Palazzo received 31.6% of the vote. 
Mike Ezel, 25.2, and Clay Wagner, 22%. He finished in third by just about 600 votes, 599 to be exact, uh, trailing Ezel there. And so Bryce Wiggins, Senator Bryce Wiggins, state senator, he received 9.4% of the votes. Carl Boynton, 6.3%. Raymond Brooks, 4.6%. And then we also had uh, Kidron Peterson on that side as well. So that's one where you may say, presume at least, that of the two remaining of the seven who were in the race, that the five who were put out of the race, essentially, who will not advance to the runoff, what will their voters do, their supporters do? You've got to think that at least some will just not vote because their guy didn't Their guy's it. out, right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and then in CD3, we've got uh, Michael Cassidy, who received 47.8% of the vote, and Congressman Michael Guest, 46.6%. So you can see just how close that situation was. Thomas Griffin, the other candidate in the race, received 5.5%. And uh, the vote count looks like it's just under 600 votes separating the two at the top of the list. Cassidy receiving just under 600 votes more than Congressman Michael Guest. So what we heard yesterday from Secretary of State Michael Watson, the runoff shall occur in three weeks from yesterday. That puts us on June the 28th, according to my calculations. Is that what you see? That's correct. That also happens to be the day that middays will be at the Mississippi Municipal League convention down on the Gulf Coast. So you got to wonder if that'll figure into folks making sure they get out and vote. I'm going to have to plan it. I either have to make sure I get back before the polls close at 7 o'clock or vote absentee. So anyhow, 28th. Now, the turnout was low. Pathetic is a more appropriate word. It's disheartening to see such little interest. In my view, the turnout was low. I haven't seen the finals, but I did uh, receive information from Secretary of State Watson last night. And this was, I don't know, 8 or 9 o'clock, that 40, down 40% from 2020. Now, you would expect that because in 2020, you, of course, were contesting the uh, the president, the presidency, and anytime you got that, you, of course you're always going to have strong turnout. I get it, and of course members of the House, they're always on the ballot when a president is elected because they're up every two years. So it's the midterms is always uh, where we see a drop off in voter turnout, and certainly we witnessed that uh, yesterday, but. Get out and vote. That's the main thing. The runoffs are coming up, and it does, in fact, matter. There was a really interesting situation last night, Rhino, I wanted to pass on to our audience. I have found that the New York Times does a pretty decent job of election coverage. They may be the only media source 
that you can go to one place where you can go to one place and get information about the races across the country. Now, I know the, the major networks do that to some extent as well. They don't seem to be as good at it, in my view. The other thing the Times does is they, they seem to assign journalists to every state. And the I think a lot of the journalists have to cover m multiple states. Okay. But yeah. Okay. But, but they, they do a good job of it. It's got to be rough on the journalists because one journalist will have like Montana and yeah. Iowa and Florida, and they'll have a couple really big states and a couple smaller states. But they're they're keeping an eye all over the country. But they they do that so that it doesn't look like you just have the same person everywhere. Yeah. But I I enjoy and I sort of switch back and forth between the local updates, our, our uh, coverage, and, and other local media sources, and then the Times, just because you can easily go to one place and see what's happening in all the states. But they, they tweeted something, one of the reporters, about an interesting anomaly that occurred in Congressional District 3 last night. So we were watching, of course, the returns and, and tracking that, and you know that Rankin County is, is obviously the, a big county, a Republican stronghold, and it's, it's uh, critical for any Republican candidate, when you, certainly when you look at CD3, the most populous, and in Madison, of course. And there was a point at which 76% of the precincts were reporting overall, 51% of Rankin County were in. I was, I was uh, with a friend who had access to that information about Rankin County specifically. And, and I was looking at the, the results to that point, at the 51% mark in Rankin County and the 76% mark overall. And did a, some quick extrapolating mathematically. Okay, assuming that Rankin County represents the outstanding vote total is 80% Rankin County, 90% Rankin County, 100%. Just did kind of a, a, a sensitivity sort of math uh, exercise. And the trend, the present trend at 51% in Rankin County continued throughout the rest of Rankin County. What would that mean to the, the finish, to the outcome, the final? And according to my calculations, it meant that Mr. Cassidy would prevail by about 300 votes. Okay, so about 10 or 15 minutes later, there was an update posted. And when that update posted, it was reported that this is a big dump from Rankin County, and it showed Michael Guest with a substantial lead. It's just crazy. And then I caught something on the New York Times that said there's been a mistake in the updating in Mississippi CD3. And about 10 minutes later, the whole thing changed. It got adjusted to be more in line with my math extrapolation, which ended up being fairly close to the final. It was weird how that happened. I'm not sure what the cause of it was, but apparently they dumped the entire Rankin County results in the update as opposed to just the updated new precincts is what happened. And they had to reverse that and fix it. Time for a break here on uh, Middays. When we come back, our good friend Richard Cross, the host of Sports Talk Mississippi, we're going to preview the matchup between Ole Miss and Southern Miss this weekend. 
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the tractor store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and 0% interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, 0% interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the tractor store in Richland. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. 601-605-4443. Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor. Exit 114 in Gleickstead or online at bennelson.com. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. It's time to transcend the ordinary and expect more with Mazda of Jackson. Right now, get 1.9% financing on select 2022 Mazdas in stock. That's right, 1.9% APR on select 2022 models, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And the all-new 2023 Mazda CX-50s are arriving. Buy a new Mazda and Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Shop right now at MazdaofJackson.com. It's our mission to give you great deals while treating you like family every single day. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Our incredible credit team will work hard to get you approved. 100% credit approval is always our number one goal. Bring in your current vehicle and we'll buy it even if you don't buy a new one from us. Don't overpay for your next new Mazda. Get to Mazda of Jackson today and transcend the ordinary and expect more where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Visit our state-of-the-art facility located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. See dealer for details with credit on select models. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Check it out. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's get on with it. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome 
Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are in the Element Well Studios on this hump day. Joining us now, Richard Cross, the host of Sports Talk Mississippi. Richard, good morning to you. How are you, sir? Check your uh, your mute. Not hearing you. How about that? I got you now. Are we better now? Yeah. You're just making me dizzy turning that camera. I don't know but. why. <laughs> yeah, you're good. I like. I I'm digging your old so Waverly shirt with, uh, with VMix. Oh, I I know it's complicated technology. Uh, okay, so we've been talking about politics this morning. I'm going to invoke uh, one of those words you professional broadcasters use here: pivot. We're going to pivot <laughs> to sports. But I, I'm liking your. Uh, where are you at your house on your patio or something? But I like the old Waverly shirt you got on there. Well, not only is it the old Waverly shirt, let me show you the background. See, see if you recognize that. Uh, wait. How about old, old Waverly in the background? That's what yeah. I was going to so, say. That's, I, a, that's the lake golf. on 10, right? Uh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. 10 and 11. Uh, well, actually, uh, 18, right behind, yeah, 18 right behind me, and then 10 headed down the hill. That's I'm not I playing golf, though, okay. so I'm... I am the uh, I'm a school bus driver this week. I've got uh, my son and five of his buddies that are at golf camp, and uh, so we're driving back and forth in the mornings. And uh, I'm sitting out here on this lovely patio trying to get a little work done in the uh, in the process while okay. they're out getting golf lessons. So you're not going to so play golf. It's a good day. It's a good day. What a beautiful setting that is. Uh, are they staying uh, in the cottages where the campers stay? No, they uh, they they at least put a little bit of a hiatus on the overnight golf camp, and uh, given the makeup of this group, I don't necessarily blame them for that. So it's back and forth. We're, we've had some early mornings this week, but it's uh, it's good and absolutely beautiful. Okay, I just I was just going to comment. I've actually stayed in those cottages uh, before with a bunch of older men. <laughs> it's nearly not designed for that, uh, but it's the only thing we would get. For a little, uh, could get for a little golf junket. But we got you here to talk about baseball. What uh, a fantastic weekend for a couple of teams from the state of Mississippi, and now they're heading to uh, vie against one another down at the Pete in Hattiesburg. Yeah, and you know, college baseball is such a big deal in the state of Mississippi. I love that we get to showcase it this weekend, and it's not just one team. Right, it's not just Ole Miss hosting at Swayze. It's not Mississippi State hosting uh, at Duty Noble. It's not just Southern Miss hosting at Pete Taylor. It's two teams from the state of Mississippi meeting uh, an atmosphere that will be unmatched. Uh, crowds are going to be great. Southern Miss has been in the top ten in attendance all season long this yeah. year. Yeah, um, they 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 are limiting the number of ticket sales now. If, if you go back to the midweek game back in May when Ole Miss played in uh, in Hattiesburg, they set a, a single a game attendance record with over sixty two hundred that night. But the NCAA frowns on overselling tickets, which is dumb because the NCAA tends to like money. But whatever. <laughs> uh, regardless, it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a great environment. Uh, you know, probably in the fifty five hundred range. The majority of those, the overwhelming majority of those, will be Southern Miss fans, and they've got a great home field advantage. It's a Southern Miss baseball team that has been really good all season long. They had a two or three week stretch where they didn't play as well in May, but they kind of regrouped and are playing great baseball right now. So much drama in those three wins over LSU and or two wins over LSU in the the Hattiesburg Regional uh, to get to this point, and then Ole Miss, right? I mean, a team that at one point this year was ranked number one in the country, 
uh, that, that stumbled, that did not play good baseball for about six weeks. But they've kind of found something in the final two weeks of the regular season and certainly last weekend in, in Coral Gables down in South Florida for the uh, for the Miami Regional, played really good baseball, and it sets the stage for a great weekend starting on Saturday. Yeah, it, it really does, and I think it's a testament, uh, I really do, Richard, to the quality of youth baseball in the state of Mississippi and uh, how, how high schools and competitive baseball really is strong and, and feeding these programs, not only in Mississippi, but outside of Mississippi as well. Yeah, I, I agree with that, Gerard. And you know, I'm, I find myself in a little bit of a quandary when it comes to uh, to youth baseball. Uh, I think maybe we're doing a little too much, a little too early. But that's the way that it shifted with with travel ball. Look, if if you go out this weekend or, or last weekend in Mississippi, you are likely to find a, a tournament in Oxford at M Trade Park that's got eighty teams in it. And then you go up the road to DeSoto County and you've got, uh, you know, 80 or 100 teams that are, are playing there. And then you've got that in Meridian. You've got it in Starkville. You've got it in Tupelo. You've got it in Ridgeland. You've got it in Madison. You've got it on the coast. You've got it in the Pine Belt all over the state of Mississippi. And so if you want to go in the aggregate, you know, you, you get to one of these weekends, you've got 1,000, 1,500 youth baseball teams that are playing on any given weekend. Yeah, I, I love it because I love baseball. There are parts of it that I don't like. I feel like maybe the focus at you know eight, nine, ten, eleven years old is a little more on winning and a little less on teaching the game. I understand it, um, but to your larger point, baseball in the state of Mississippi matters. High school baseball is really, really good here. Summer league baseball is really, really good here, and college baseball takes a backseat to no one. Uh, I, I have always and will continue to make the argument that there's not a state in these United States of America that cares more collectively about college baseball than we do here in the Magnolia State. Yeah, totally agree. And, of course, we've seen investment in facilities and coaches and and yeah. fan attendance is unbelievable across the state. We have we just won the National JUCO uh, D2 Conference uh, Championship, excuse me, National Championship at Pearl River. Yeah. Uh, and the, in the and Pearl Cal- River's coach will be on with us this afternoon on okay. Sports Talk Mississippi, we're going to talk to them about that national championship. That's coming up at 3.30 this afternoon on, on Sports Talk. And uh, the community college baseball in Mississippi is quite strong, is incredibly strong, and, and, and to some extent it feeds uh, into the D1 and D2 programs. Then you got Delta State, which has perennially been a, a very good program, of course. So uh, we just have lots of very strong baseball at all levels, that is for sure. All right, tell us about what you guys are going to be doing uh, with the broadcast this coming Saturday. So on Saturday, I'm not sure that I got the marketing piece of this right. It is the um, soup. It is a special Super Saturday edition of Sports Talk Mississippi. Uh, Luke Johnson, who is co-host of the Eagle Hour on Super Talk Laurel and Super Talk Hattiesburg, and I will be at Ed's Burger Joints right there on Hardy Street. Great outdoor patio, great burgers, great milkshakes, onion rings, the whole deal. And uh, we're going to broadcast live from 12 until 2.30. So it'll kind of be like a uh, it'll be like a pregame show that leads you into network coverage. Of course, some of our stations carry Southern Miss baseball, yep. and some of our stations carry Ole Miss baseball. So at 2.30, we'll go off the air. We'll hand things off to, uh, to the Southern Miss crew, to the Ole Miss crew, and they'll take you up to first pitch. But really excited about being in Hattiesburg 
in a high visibility location where they're going to be a ton of people hanging out before the game, uh, grabbing something cold to drink, getting that last little bit of air conditioning before they head over to Pete Taylor <laughs> and get their sweat on for the yeah. next four hours or so in what should be a great environment. All right, pitching matchup to kick hey, off the first game. Well, go ahead. Yeah, well, and one more thing I want yeah. to mention that that suit. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna get it right eventually. The uh, the Super Saturday Special Edition is brought to you by our friends at Polk's Meat. Correct. Polk's has been a uh, a partner with us on Sports Talk Mississippi for a long time. Sure it's a Mississippi based company and McGee. They've been an incredible partner with us, and and when presented with this opportunity, they jumped all over it. They said, let's uh, let's promote college baseball. Let's promote Polk's Meats. So you can be like me and grab that Cajun smoked sausage and throw it on the grill and feel really, really good about yourself if you're not going to make it to the ball game. I look forward to it. It's going to be awesome, you and Luke, uh, doing that. So before you go, what do you think about the, the first game, the pitching matchup? What do you expect there? Who's going, Who's on the hill, and what do you think? Well, it's, it's a... Oh, shoot. It's like we lost our connection there. Well, dang. You there? Go ahead. I'm with you. I'm with you. My bad. Yeah. No, my phone phone went crazy. Tanner Hall on the mound for Southern Miss. He won the uh, the Ferris Trophy for the best player in the state of Mississippi. Dylan DeLucia, who's kind of found himself in the second half of the season and has been so incredible for Ole Miss. That'll be what you get in game one. Not 100% sure what direction Southern Miss will go in in game two. They've got some options there for Ole Miss. It'll be Hunter Elliott in game two. Both of these teams have got bullpens that have pitched really, really well. Yeah. they got guys at the back end that can shut it down. It's going to be fun. Yeah, sure is. I look forward to it, and I, I'm glad the broadcasting worked out. That The Super Saturday edition is what we're calling it. That's going to be a lot of fun. I look forward to that, and uh, – You guys enjoy yourselves at Old Waverly doing your dad duty there. That's pretty cool. Uh, I'm I'm a little jealous of you there with the background there, i got to tell you. You just look like you're too comfortable. There are are worse spots to be, I can promise you that. (laughs) Thanks, Gerard. You got it. Richard Cross, the host of Sports Talk Mississippi, has been our guest here on Middays. Coming up at 12.05, Corey Miller, the Mississippi State economist, will be back with more on Middays from the Element Well Studios. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. A slight chance of rain today, mostly sunny, high near 93. Tonight, a 20% chance of rain, partly cloudy, low around 74. Your Thursday, a 4 and 10 shot of the wet stuff, partly sunny, high near 92. And for your finally Friday, partly sunny conditions, a slight chance of rain, high near 91. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. you mind your own business. Mind my own business? What's that supposed to mean? No, I was just thinking about all of the news of tax changes, insurance changes, regulations that are being passed down to business owners. I don't have the time to keep growing and to keep up with changing payroll regulations. I know. It seems like all I do is handle employee-related problems. You know, I hear PeopleLease can help. How can they help? PeopleLease can handle our payroll, taxes, employee benefits, and workers' compensation. They even offer an affordable and customizable 401k program and a 24-7 online human resources support center for 
all my HR needs. Think of all the time we'll save letting People Lease handle our payroll and benefits administration. I'll be busy growing my business and letting People Lease take care of the rest. Sounds like a good business plan with People Lease. Let People Lease mind your business so you can mind your own business. Call now, 601 987 3025. That's 601 987 3025. Or visit freepayrollquotes.com for your free quote. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. <laughs> there are actually a lot of Mississippis. We're the birthplace of the blues and the king of rock and roll. We're not just the Delta. We're beaches and boardwalks, bright lights and brighter smiles. There's a Mississippi for everyone. Shouldn't a local bank offer just as much? The Citizens Bank gives you more accessibility to lenders, more products and more fit. Whatever your Mississippi, it takes one Mississippi to choose your local bank. The Citizens Bank, in your corner, member FDIC. Due to a national blood shortage, Mississippi Blood Services is in critical need of donations to refill our supply. Please help Mississippi Blood Services recover their supply of much-needed blood. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you to donate blood today. That's msblood.com. msblood.com. This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Incumbent Trent Kelly easily won the Republican nomination in District 1. He'll face Democrat Diane Black in the November general elections. In District 2, Benny Thompson has secured the Democratic nomination. He's waiting for the results of what looks like it'll be a runoff between Brian Flowers and Ronald Eller on the Republican side. District 3 is still up in the air as Michael Cassidy and Michael Guest are both hovering at the 50% threshold with 90% of the votes counted. District 4 is projected to be a runoff between Stephen Palazzo and Mikey Zell. That winner will face Democrat Johnny Dupree and Libertarian Alden Johnson. Lucian Smith is the former Mississippi GOP chair. There's nothing that Stephen Palazzo or, or Michael Guest have done to create the situation we're in because they've been in the minority for the last two years. But um, but, but, but people, are, people are mad at the people in power, uh, and you saw a lot of that yesterday. How has Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation impacted your life over the last 100 years? Connecting the state through broadband service, protecting your private property, great insurance, member benefits saving your hard-earned income, and oh yes, our farms grow the cleanest and safest food in the world. Agriculture and so much more. We're what's best for all Mississippi. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau. Become a member today at msfb.org. MTV is celebrating 40 years, and Grammy Museum Mississippi invites you to explore the history of this iconic exhibit. Take a trip back to the beginning with artifacts and interviews with four remaining MTV VJs. Enjoy memorabilia from Michael Jackson to Bon Jovi with historical moments in MTV programming along with interactives and more. To learn more about the MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV Exhibit, and other monthly programs and events, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org. Hit a grand slam this afternoon. 
Listen to Sports Talk Mississippi. The hottest sports show in the state. The action kicks off this afternoon at 3 on Super Talk Mississippi. The Super Talk app and at supertalk.fm. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, where the news comes first. With live updates from Super Talk Mississippi News and Fox News every hour. Available on the Super Talk app and at supertalk.fm. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Welcome, welcome to our show. On Super Talk Mississippi. Okay, now you have a good one. Welcome back, everyone, to Middays on Super Talk Mississippi in the Element Well studio. So the Super Saturday edition of Sports Talk, that's 12 p.m. to 2.30 p.m. As Richard said, it'll be him and Luke Johnson. They'll be at Ed's Burger Joint on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. They get ready to bring you one of the biggest moments in Mississippi college baseball history as... The Southern Miss Golden Eagles welcome the Ole Miss Rebels to Pete Taylor Park in Hattiesburg for the NCAA Super Regionals. That's really pretty cool. And it's all sponsored by Polk's Meat. Remember, picky people pick Polk's. Go to polksmeat.com to find a grocer near you. And we're going to be at Greenville coming up Friday. Oh, yeah. Middays with me and, of course, the Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar will be live on Friday in Greenville at the Delta Soul Celebrity Golf and Charity event. That ought to be a really good time. Last year, you remember, I traveled up there, and uh, it had just been raining. It had been raining, like, continuously for days, and all the fields were underwater. We were pretty worried about that. We had our friend Hank Burdine from the Levee Board on to talk about that. Uh, but I don't think that'll be the case this time. Always enjoy traveling up through the beautiful Mississippi Delta, especially this time of year when the fields are all full of full of the plants, full of the crops, getting, uh, getting them going. And it, I think the weather seems to be pretty conducive to growing a good crop thus far. Good combination of, not an expert on that, just appears, good combination of of rain and warmth and sunshine. So good luck to uh, all the farmers. We hope that they have a, a very successful growing season. And I know it's been tough with the cost of fertilizer and all the other costs, honestly, of operating a farming endeavor. Cost of uh, diesel, no, new high today. Where are we, 495 for a gallon of regular today, I believe is the new high. We said last week. We thought we were within two weeks of the national average eclipsing $5 a barrel. Feels like that's going to happen within the next two or three days on the current trend. Feels like that that's where we're headed. Uh, oil up today, again, per barrel, north of 120 bucks, and I think going even higher. Some analysts are suggesting 160 I heard one this morning say 200 uh, and one of the things that is causing the price of gas to increase even further is that the latest inventory data shows that 
inventories have declined. And that is, sets up a situation, a scenario where you've got more demand than you got supply, and thus the price goes up. That's gas specifically, not oil. Uh, and yesterday, Rhino, you had found an interesting study uh, contrasting the, uh, I think, the carbon output, if I'm not mistaken, of a standard internal combustion vehicle, powered vehicle, versus an EV. And, when, and the, who was it that conducted that research and uh, it was sized ES&T. those up? Uh, it's a peer-reviewed journal, and they they ran through about 180, 190 scenarios of adoption of EVs and hybrids. Okay. And even with the highest rate of adoption between now and 2050, it would only have a marginal impact on the environment. Yeah, so there are two things that stuck out to me. is First, first it was not just one or two examples, isolated situations, but 150 case studies, right? Over 180. 180. Okay. So, well, that's a bunch. I mean, you'd have to say that that's, that exceeds the sort of standard statistical sampling methodology. That, that would appear to be to be way beyond that. The Environmental Science and Technology Journal. Okay. That's the first thing. And, and the second thing that stands out, of course, is that, is that it'd be minimal. Minimal impact. So that hasn't been thought through very well. And you just wonder if uh, those who are really pushing hard for all this, and again, I'm no opponent of electric vehicles, and I, I still believe that uh, all the objections that we are accustomed to at the present are going to be mitigated by uh, technology advances. I still believe that. But I also believe it's got to happen in time. You can't just abruptly change and say, yeah, go do this now. It's not ready. It's not ready for prime time. Not as a total um, major replacement for traditional gas-powered vehicles. Just not ready yet. I mean, just look at other countries that have already had major transitions to EVs, specifically European countries like France, where the government has bought millions of EVs for government use. And now a big chunk of them are just sitting in a field rusting because the battery can't hold a charge anymore. Yeah. They can't take the battery to a landfill over there because it's against environmental regulations. So they just got to find somewhere to park them and just leave them sitting there. The whole thing's just dumb, honestly. Uh, I, again, I say that it uh it's it's not it's misguided and it's it's they haven't really done a holistic sort of analysis of what all this means and and it's just not realistic. At the end of the day, it's just not realistic, and but but they don't make policy based on reality. Doesn't seem like <laughs> this is a complaint we hear all the time from the electorate, from average Americans. Like the folks up there in Washington, they're just in this bubble and they're removed from reality and really don't understand what the heck's going on out there. Yet they're the ones making the laws. Gas inventories, by the way, are down by eight hundred thousand gallons in the last report. And I mean, if you want to hear how to touch that they are in Congress, here's Michigan Democrat Senator Debbie Stabenow. Stabenow. I do have to say just on the issue of uh, 
uh, gas prices after waiting for a long time uh, to have enough chips in this country to finally get my electric vehicle. I got it uh, and drove it from Michigan to here uh, this last weekend and went by every single gas station and didn't matter how high it was. And so I'm looking forward to the opportunity for us to move to vehicles that aren't going to be dependent on the um, whims of the oil companies and the uh, international markets. Oh, Debbie, <laughs> aren't you something? I drove right by those gas stations. <laughs> How condescending, pompous, arrogant is that? To put it in perspective, the average cost of an electric vehicle is north of $56,000. You want to take a guess at what the median income is in Michigan? Median household income? Yeah. Uh, it's probably... 65, 70? 59. Okay. A so lower so if you want to invest your entire household's income into an electric okay. vehicle, you don't have to worry about gas prices anymore. Yeah. It, that, is that not as stark an example of being removed from reality as you could possibly be? Hey, just, just take yourself down to the local Tesla dealer and suit you up in a brand new electric vehicle. Your problem is solved. That's what she's saying. I just look so forward to Oh, my gosh. That is just so blatantly. Even after starting it with she had to wait on it because of the chip shortage. <laughs> That's right. So it's so. not even a solution that could be used if we had the money. <laughs> oh, that's, those, <laughs> those gas-powered vehicles, they're for the little people out there. <laughs> you can't make it up. That is so pompous, so arrogant, so condescending, and the tone was even that way. <laughs> it's, I, I think what makes it funny is, once again, she's so dang serious. Like, this is easy. Just help yourself to a new EV. Problem solved. And, like, no, Senator, it doesn't really work that way. But do you think, what do her constituents say? To that, I'm curious, honestly. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I can guarantee you, there's at least a 30, 35 percent chunk of her population that is vote blue, no matter who. I think you're right. I, Boy, I that's dumb. I know. I think you're right. Have no idea that she said this. That this, these are her positions, none whatsoever. But. The other thing I've noted is that the new White House press secretary, now we had a lot of fun with Jen Psaki. And at first, she was, I think, um, struggling in the role. But I would have to say she got better. I'll be honest. She got better. And I, we observed, as you recall at first, Rhino, that she was, her head was in her notes, you know, and rarely looked up. But she got to where she had fairly decent command of the issues, and she didn't have to always refer to her notes just to answer simple, straightforward questions. But now we're starting over, and we've got Karine Jean-Pierre, and she's got cards, and her face don't come up, and she's just reading words and honestly has zero idea what she's saying. It's pretty clear. Just words are coming out of her mouth without any understanding, any comprehension of what her statements mean. That's my take on it. And when she gets asked about this issue, economic issues, totally clueless. So clear. But yet, she's the president's spokesperson. 
break time here on Middays. We'll come right back. Don't forget, we got the state economist coming up at 12.05, Corey Miller. We're going to talk about inflation. Stay with us. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Protect your home and office with Havard Pest Control, a family-owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing. Doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick, GMC, or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. This is the opening agri-market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, July cotton was up 153 to 138.48. December cotton was up 121 to 121.09. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade, July soybeans were up 22 and a quarter to 1750 and a half per bushel. August soybeans were up 18 cents to 1671 and three quarters per bushel. July corn was up 10 and a half to 767 and a half per bushel. September corn was up 4 cents to 720 and three quarters per bushel. At the Mercantile, August live cattle was up 175 to 135.87. October live cattle was up 122 to 141.30. August feeders up 97 to 173.42. September feeders up 82 to 175.57. At the open, the Dow Jones down 125 points, 33,055. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. In a world that's a little simpler comes the tale of Veltima fungicide. Swift, simple, and secure. 
It's a corn-growing story without all the drama. Unless you add totally epic music, really random sound effects, and a cool announcer guy. Get ready for the blockbuster yields of the summer with Veltima fungicide from BASF. Coming soon to a field near you. Always read and follow label directions. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM. Super Talk Mississippi. Properly set all controls before recording. All systems go. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Middays from the Element Well Studios, Super Talk Mississippi, on the ceasefire text line, which of course is 601-879-4395. If you wish to join the conversation, Eric Robinson texts, for clarification, any registered elector can vote in a runoff election even if you did not vote in the primary election. That's correct. However, if you voted in initial primary, you must vote in the same party, can't cross parties in Mississippi, as you did in the initial primary. Appreciate that, Eric, that reminder. That is correct. That's the way the law works in uh, Mississippi. And we shall see what kind of turnout we get on uh, June the 28th. we got three runoffs slated for that day. CD2, CD3, CD4, all on the Republican side. Cannot cross over. If you didn't vote, however, in the primary, you can vote. Vote wherever you want to. Wherever you want, right. As long as you're registered to vote yeah. in that And meet all the, the eligibility. And have your ID. Yeah, right. So, but the turnout was light. You know, we reported that yesterday. I had voted early and, and noted that. And at first when I drove up, I thought maybe I'm at the wrong spot, the wrong precinct, polling place, because you normally see folks out with the banners and signs and so forth along the road there. You have to be within 150 feet of the doors, I believe. Any door, I think, is what the law says. Yeah, any, any door. entryway. Yeah. So there was nobody. No signs, no people, no voters. Just a couple of small yard signs uh, along the sidewalk about... 30, 40 feet away from the entry, said, vote here. That was it. And you sort of knew at that point, and we had several of our audience yesterday text in, reporting from around the state. Appreciate that. Also reporting low voter turnout. Why do you think that is? Apathy. I think it's apathy. You know, like My vote doesn't make a it. difference. Uh, you know, and I know some have said, well, it's because they don't trust the, the, uh, the system and the integrity of the voting system, but here in Mississippi, uh, there really doesn't seem to be any major significant reports of 2020, where most of that uh, emanated from. But again, keep in mind, as we discussed with the Secretary of State Michael Watson yesterday, primaries are 
or actually administered and operated, conducted by the parties, they may engage the various voting staffs and and organizations at the at the county level uh, to provide services there. But nonetheless, you know, I don't really see that as a reason. I, we can't just, I guess, pound our fist on the table and say, "Hey, it's no use of me voting. The whole thing is rigged." I just, I don't think that's going to fix anything. Really, don't. I think it'll be a better litmus test come the runoffs. Yeah, and if you see a continued low voter turnout, then you might be a little worried for the November election. But with it being the primaries, with gas being what it is, with all the excuses you could make, I don't really think it's time to to be worried just yet. Okay. All right. Now, if we get to the runoffs and it's just abysmal, like if we drop off 50% of what we had this time, then, yeah, you might get a little worried about voter apathy. Okay. Well, Cause we talked about it yesterday. With, with the low voter turnout, that's when you start to see some squirrely things happen. And with higher voter turnout, nine times out of ten, it's just chalk. The incumbents win and walk. Yeah. And that it could be the situation as well, right? We had uh, incumbents. You're, you're probably likely to see maybe... It's fair to say higher turnout in a midterm scenario when it's an open seat being vied for. Oh yeah, wouldn't you think so? Oh yeah, you got an incumbent as we did in every district, right? Just uh, think about it. Say you live in a district and you are you're comfortable, you're content with the incumbent. You may disagree on a couple of things, but for the most part, you're in alignment with yeah. your beliefs. Yeah. You you really have to kind of go out of your way, it seems like nowadays, to to make the decision to go vote for them, or just sit back and go, well, they're they're in. If yeah. they don't make it, we we disagreed on a few things. I can live without them, but there's just not a whole lot of excitement for the primaries. It feels like this time. Yeah, around. I I think you're right. I I feel the same way. And um, and talking around the shop here this morning before we came on the air. Looks like we may have the candidates back on. Maybe both shows is kind of what's being discussed. We've got to, of course, comply, and we will, with FCC regs. But uh, that would be interesting, I think, and more focused this time because you oh, got yeah. you got three races of, of two in each race, competing head to head, and uh, I think we can get more down to policy distinctions, which is where I think we should drill into. And I know I've spent a little time analyzing positions on the issues in, in the last couple of days. I, I look forward to getting them back on, just asking them questions so we can inform our audience and they can cast their vote appropriately. We'll take a break for the news right now. We'll come back with another hour of talk and then Corey Miller, Mississippi State Economist at 12.05. Your home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. News. I'm Chris Foster. An armed man is arrested near Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh's home in Maryland. We're told the suspect is from California. I'm told he is in his 20s. We are told via several law enforcement sources this man had a knife and a gun. He did not make it on the property of the Kavanaugh home, but we're told there was some sort of clear intent that he wanted to inflict harm either on Justice Kavanaugh or members of his family are both. Fox's David Spunt, an 11-year-old survivor 
survivor of the elementary school shooting in Uvalde, Texas, testifies at a house hearing on gun violence. Mia Cerillo says the gunman told her teacher good night. They shot her in the head, and then he shot some of my classmates. She says she smeared a dead friend's blood on herself and played dead in case the gunman came back after shooting other people in the next room. America's listening to Fox News. Hey, this is Will with Service Specialist. Are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, Service Specialist has been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. We have candidates for all your administrative, professional, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Check us out online at servicespecialistltd.com. That's servicespecialistltd.com. Service Specialist, your expert recruiters helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967 with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. Hi, I'm John Albritton. If your diamond seems smaller today than yesterday, trade it for a larger stone at Albritton's. Our certified gemologist will give you a generous, no-obligation appraisal of your diamond, which can be applied to your new selection. Whether you choose to remount your existing stone or simply trade it, you'll get the most diamond value at Albritton's. Quality and value go hand in hand at Albritton's. All Britain's Jewelers. I'm JT Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. While residents across Mississippi await the final count in terms of Tuesday's primary elections, four of the seven races have already been called. Kelly Bennett explains. The races in District 1 were the first to be called Tuesday night, with incumbent Trent Kelly easily winning the Republican nod. He'll face off against Diane Black in November's general election. In District 2, Benny Thompson secured the Democratic nomination. He's waiting for the results of what looks like it'll be a runoff between Brian Flowers and Ronald Eller on the Republican side. District 3 is still up in the air. Michael Cassidy and Michael Guest are both hovering at the 50% threshold, with 90% of votes counted. District 4 is projected to be a runoff between Stephen Palazzo and Mikey Zell, with the winner set to face Democrat Johnny Dupree and Libertarian Alden Johnson. For minute-by-minute results, interviews with the candidates, and much more, log on to supertalk.fm. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. If you're not sure what that means for you, did you know Farm Bureau Insurance was created as a member benefit to help farmers insure their land and equipment? Today, everyone can benefit from great insurance rates and great coverage. We are more than agriculture. We are what's best for all Mississippi. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau. Become a member today at msfb.org. Okay, Mississippi, I can't leap the Beau Rivage in a single bound. But I do feel like a superhero because my parents got informed and we're vaccinated. So together, we stay safer and save lives. Vaccines are safe and available for children ages 5 to 11. If you were fully vaccinated five months ago or longer, the best defense is to get a booster. Be a superhero the Mississippi way. Get vaccinated or boosted today. Got questions? Connect with a physician of the Mississippi State Medical Association by visiting the MSWay.com. Incumbent Stephen Palazzo didn't get the 50% of votes he needed to avoid a runoff Tuesday night. Former Mississippi GOP Chair Lucian Smith believes there's been a shift in the way that voters feel about appropriations appointments over the past decade. Stephen Palazzo's, the, the 
what his core message, I suspect, will be in the runoff is that he's on the House Appropriations Committee and that the House Appropriations Committee uh, plays a major role uh, in a lot of the institutions inside of his district. You think about Ingalls, you think about the universities. Yeah. Um, but that's not the asset that it was 10 or 20 years ago. I mean, you know, that was there's been a shift against that. Um, there, there, people are rightfully concerned about uh, our, our burgeoning debt, where we're spending the money, who we're borrowing it from. Um, and, and so I, I think it's going to be an interesting race uh, in the 4th right. Congressional District. Gas prices continue to rise across our state. As of this morning, the average price for a gallon of regular is four forty-eight. If you're looking for diesel, it's going to cost you five thirty-two per gallon. Swing in to sponsoring the Sanderson Farm Championship, Mississippi's largest professional sporting event, September 26th through October 2nd. Entertain your clients or prospects, reward your employees. Ball from a skybox on the 18th green. Gotta hurry. These affordable Sanderson Farm Championship packages are available through June 15th. Visit SponsorSFC.com today to learn more. That's SponsorSFC.com. Prime Shrimp is a proud sponsor of Tasty Tuesday on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Go to PrimeShrimp.com to get pre-seasoned, easy-to-cook shrimp delivered straight to your door. Your news, your talk, your weather, and your sports. All in one place. Supertalk.fm. Every show, every podcast, and every late-breaking story. All in one place. Supertalk.fm. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Back in the Element Well Studios, Gerard and Rhino middays on this hump day. San Francisco voters took to the polls yesterday in a recall election. Thomas and Greenwood, you got to love this, right? It's a recall. <laughs> and they ousted the woke DA, Shessa Bodine, over his soft on crime approach. They said enough. They're tired of it. And now San Francisco, 64% of the voters in San Francisco are registered as Democrats. So this indicates that people voted for this guy, and then they voted to oust him. Because what they were looking for, I heard an interview with a voter, a registered Democrat, who acknowledged that she voted for this DA, Bodine, and said, but yeah, I'm for, you know, some degree of reform in policing, in, in uh, prosecuting, incarcerating, and the whole gambit of, of justice, but not to the point where we're not safe. And Oh yeah, by the way, this person being interviewed, I don't know if you guys have seen this, was the the mother of a child, and that she was walking, in, the child was in a stroller, 
And this nut comes around the corner, turning onto her street, heading in her direction. He, he crosses over the wrong lane and essentially runs over her and her child. Thank God they're both fine. And it flips her. I mean, she does a... And it's on. It's caught on video. That's that's the reason I'm able to describe it. It's literally caught on video. See, she gets interviewed. Says, yeah, I voted for this guy. And so what they subsequently found out is that this nut in the car that run over her and her child had a rap sheet. Like they always do. Imagine that. Yeah. And there's just no, uh, no desire, no interest... And locking them up and charging them. So it's just the old revolving door of justice, that's what they call it. And and it was interesting to hear her take. So you gotta believe her sentiment, even though she did obviously was a victim of this woke approach. You gotta believe, based on the outcome, that a lot of other people feel the same way. I mean the city is just in dire straits, and it to a great extent is because of this, this woke approach to policing, to criminal justice. They've lost a whole bunch of police officers say it's no use, we can't do our job. We sent them to the DA, they just let them back out. No consequences. So the recall was uh, supported, it was overwhelming uh, against him staying on and for his recall. Wow. 61% the recall effort, the returns. Former Republican mayoral candidate Richie Greenberg, a Republican candidate for mayor of San Francisco, he said, around the country we have seen the rise of the so-called progressive DAs. Yeah. The next one on the, on the chopping block is Gascon, the DA down there in Los Angeles. He got to go as well. And of course, it is no secret that George Soros invested a fair amount of money in the campaigns of these progressive woke DAs to get them installed into office. Oh gosh, it's incredible. But look, he's out. And he says it was, it was right-wing billionaires that, that are responsible for me being removed from office. Those right-wing billionaires. Did he give credit to the left-wing billionaire that put him in office? Negative. Is that not such a double stance? It's the first thing I thought as well. Oh, well, that's different. That's okay. That's, that's noble and righteous. There ain't a dang thing George Soros has ever done that was noble and righteous. <laughs> wow. I mean, San Francisco's ultra-liberal. It has a population of 815,000. But they sent this guy packing. And I'm glad to see it. And I, I hope that this is an indication, this is a harbinger of the sentiment in this country, that this is enough, this is nuts. People deserve to be and want to be safe. Period. You can't function without that. It's fundamental. And it's a fundamental core responsibility of government, more than anything else. And who could not be affected as a voter out there with the viral videos of all the smashing grabs and all the shoplifting? Gosh, we talked about it a lot down here in Mississippi, because you saw it happening across the country. 
And you got to believe that that factored in. And this guy, he just kind of laughs it off. Oh, no big deal. It's reparations or something insane. So this really brings me to something else I wanted to, to touch on, which is crime and safety, lack thereof, on, on that aspect of American life and the American experience today present situation in America, and then your economic, your wallet, your money, inflation. Well, I started thinking about this, how much of these problems, rampant crime, concerns about safety of yourself and your family, and inflation, the price you're paying for everything, dramatically risen over the last year, how much of that is driven by political correctness, social justice efforts? It's what we're seeing certainly on the crime side. They really do think, nah, can't lock those people up uh, because they're black or brown people or they, uh, they, they uh, are of a particular race or ethnicity that we just don't want to incarcerate just to try to get the numbers more in line. So we're not really, it's another situation where it doesn't really matter who you are and, and, and what you did and how you performed, in this case, badly, poorly, committed a crime. But rather, oh, well, that, we'll overlook that because of your race or your gender or, or your ethnicity. We'll just overlook that because we've got to get the numbers more in line. Now we're learning, by the way, Wells Fargo, you've seen this? <laughs> They, of course, implemented uh, an initiative to uh, try to be more diverse in their hiring practices, shall we say. So now it's been revealed, and they were forcing, you will interview a diverse complement of candidates before you make the decision, and really pushing management to uh, be more preferential and more favorable towards minorities. Now we find out they're lying about the people they're interviewing. You see this? They're making it up so as to check those boxes. Because it was what we've said so many times, forced diversity is not diversity. If it, doesn't, if it doesn't occur naturally and on the basis of something else other than the color of your skin, your ethnicity, your physical characteristics, well, then it's really not achieving anything. So now they've decided they've repealed that policy <laughs> because guess what you couldn't you tried to force it and it didn't work now i haven't looked at wells fargo's org chart but i bet you they're fairly diverse without that crap just happens naturally cuz there's just a lot of good people who are minorities that apply for jobs and they get hired but it's not because they're a minority it's because they're the best candidate for the job imagine that all right let's talk about Inflation. Janet Yellen. I really don't like her, by the way. And yesterday, well, I don't like her even more because she went to the Hill and she was testifying about our economic conundrum. Now, she's an economist, right? That's what she does. But how many times, right, have we talked about as soon as this guy got elected president, he made it clear climate change and equity had to be 
integrated into all policymaking across the spectrum of government, front and center, top. Susan Rice, I think, one of his advisors said it had to be the principal theme in policymaking. Well, she was Fed chair and then Treasury Secretary, but yet she's more worried about climate change. We must look ahead at emerging risks, she proclaimed. Climate change is obviously the big one. She sent a letter, you recall, to the World Bank telling them the same thing. As for inflation, which was traditionally a core concern of government economists, that was the emerging risk they were worried about. She just shrugged that off. You're the Treasury Secretary. You're not supposed to be worried about climate change. And there's more on that when we come back after the break here on the in the Element Well Studios. I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. This is Dr. Will Lumflett with Capital Dental. At Capital Dental, we want to be your one stop for comprehensive family dentistry for your family's dental needs. Book your appointment online today at CapitalDentalInc.com. That's CapitalDentalInc.com. This is Allison Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family owned and operated. Located in Gluckstadt, just south of Germantown High, Calloway's has an outstanding selection of all your favorite trees, shrubs, color plants, and bagged in bulk soils. Everything for your outdoor living. Calloway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the South. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for indoors and outdoors? Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Visit Callaway's in Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Harley Equipment in Gluckstadt is excited that grass cutting season has finally arrived. Harley has a large selection of in-stock Skag Zero Turns, Walt Behinds, and stand-on mowers. And Skag mowers are known for being simply the best in the lawn equipment industry. Skag has the mowing machine to meet your needs with a variety of models to choose from for whatever size property you might have. Skag is offering 0% financing and no money down, so buying a new mower has never been easier. Harley Equipment in Gluckstadt. Find us on Facebook or give us a call, 601-499-0944. This is owner Cameron Hartley reminding you that when it comes to your lawn and outdoor equipment needs, shop smartly, shop hard. This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. 
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and 0% interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, 0% interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Richard Cross, be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. We're rolling. Hit it. Go. Play it. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. We are back on Midday, Super Talk Mississippi, the Element Well Studios. So, talking about Janet Yellen and her testimony up on the Hill yesterday, but listen to this. So, she, she has made it known that climate change is the number one concern of hers. No, you're the Treasury Secretary. What about all that inflation out there? What about our deficit and our debt? You keep the bank account, see? But she's worried about that inflating mercury. (laughs) (laughs) So she's weighed in on that. Gun control. She's made lots of statements and pronouncements on that. And uh, she's actually talked about Roe v. Wade. You're the Treasury Secretary. Yesterday, look, this is her talking, look, over the medium term, the critical thing is that we become more dependent on the wind and the sun that are not subject to geopolitical influences and passing clean energy credits that will boost non-renewables. I think really, really critical to addressing climate change and our energy costs for households going forward. What the hell is she talking about? That's... That You know what that sounds like? That's some of that intersectionality stuff you talk about. It's like, what? what did you just combine into one statement there? You're the Treasury Secretary. Hello? Inflation. Debt. Deficits. Now, keep in mind, she's also the one who said, oh, that inflation is transitory. She also said that passing Joe Biden's Build Back Better plan would actually bring inflation down, dumping trillions more into the money supply. I would love to see her math on that. And she Pretty was. Pretty sure she doesn't have any. A reporter, right. You know, you would think as an economist you might have some proficiency in math. I mean, I'm just out on a limb there, maybe. So I caught a video of her walking down the hall en route in the Capitol, en route to her testimony. And a reporter asked her, hey, do you think all the money that Joe Biden dumped in the economy was a factor that contributed to the inflationary spiral we see today? Wouldn't answer that question. Wouldn't answer it. What is she thinking about? I Honestly, I think she's just dyed-in-the-wool liberal and it is more about, again, 
political correctness, social justice, and climate change is part of that. It is an integral part of that. Because now we're finding out, well, all the stuff you want to do really doesn't change anything with respect to CO2 output. You really hadn't come up with anything there. And, and you, you can never go far enough to appease the crazies on the extreme. That it does seem to be the, the case. We can't have a conversation. we're not all going to wear sandals and eat granola and live in a commune. <laughs> it's, true. it's not going to happen. Oh, man. Well, and you got to wonder, and we've talked about this a lot before, it's, it's true in the private sector, the public sector as well. I mean, you just got so many work cycles in you. And you're the Treasury Secretary. You're supposed to be worried about matters that are germane and, and pertinent to the Office of the Treasury. What are you talking about climate change for? And Roe v. Wade? And gun control? That's out of your league. Stay in your swim lane. It's like Wells Fargo. Oh, we don't want to just focus on hiring the best people for the jobs that we're trying to fill here. Oh, no, we want to force this diversity and inclusion stuff to make sure that we can go back and say, see what we did? Look at these numbers, these percentages on our org chart here. That's what's important. No, it's not. Outcomes are important. Performance are what's important. Merit. Results. Value. It's irrelevant what the race ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation, etc., all the other physical stuff. It's irrelevant what those are with respect to the people who are producing those value, that value. And in this case, well, maybe you should have been Secretary of Energy. I mean, uh, something else. If you want to talk about climate change, I don't know. Environmental, the EPA or something. You're the Treasury Secretary. You should be worried about matters that are pertinent, totally 100% connected to the Treasury. Unless the printing of money is raising the temperature of the world, she really has no business talking about climate change. Completely agree. But yet she found it upon... And you heard that concoction, <laughs> that word salad. Look, over the medium term, the critical thing is that we become more dependent on the wind and the sun. That's from the Treasury Secretary, the wind and the sun. Notice no nuclear. <laughs> right. What a joke that is. What a joke that is. And we discussed it last week, new reports indicating that we're getting ever so close to cracking the code on nuclear fusion. Big dang deal. Big deal. Problem solved. Honestly, you can solve a lot of problems with that. Oh, yeah. If... Whoever cracks quantum computing and nuclear fusion is going to be leading the way into the future that we saw in the 50s from the Jetsons. No question about it. Maybe the 60s. Maybe I went a little too far back. But yeah, 60s. the Jetsons. But no. I'm not saying we're going to have flying cars and, and houses on stilts, but the, the techno technological advances that would come from harnessing nuclear fusion and being able to compute at quantum speeds is mind-boggling. I agree. I totally agree. Well, she did concede yesterday that inflation is at, quote, unacceptable levels. But she went on to say, of course, this is not a problem that is unique to the United States. Yeah, nobody cares. She, of course, took her cue from President Biden, who has pointed fingers at Vladimir Putin, 
for the present inflationary pain we're all feeling. She said, Putin's war in Ukraine is having impacts on energy and food prices globally. We are not the only country experiencing inflation. You can see that in virtually every developed country around the world. Energy and gasoline prices, while very high, they would not, they would be higher, excuse me, without that. So, and, and oh, my bad, that statement is in reference to what she thought was a brilliant move by Joe Biden to release a million gallons a day from the uh, Strategic Petroleum Reserve. So she's pointing to that as, thank God for Joe Biden getting, getting those million gallons out there. Otherwise, the price would be a lot higher than $5 a gallon. That's like praising the little kid that shows up when the fire truck comes to put out the house fire. And he's got his little plastic fire truck hat on, <laughs> and he's got his bucket of water. He's ready to help. <laughs> That's true. She said, I believe there's a lot that Congress can do to ease the cost burdens that households are experiencing and, of course, that all came back down to passing Joe Biden's Build Back Better plan, which really doesn't address inflation. It just sends more money out the door. Unbelievable. We need to invest in clean energy, affordable housing, and help families with child care expenses and medical costs. That is always the answer. Always the answer. And you can't even say it's take from one group and give it to another because they can't take enough. It's Print more money, causing more inflation. The money supply, the M2, by the way, look that up on the Fed's website uh, before the program. Before the pandemic, it was at about $16 trillion. Now it's $21 trillion. So we increased the money supply over the last two years by 40%. 40%. And, and now you're telling me, we just didn't see this inflation coming. Really? Because you had those intersectionality blinders on. <laughs> I mean, this isn't even Econ 101. This is like middle school economics, right? Oh, if you, if you, <laughs> if you got more of something, it's worth less. Uh, uh, and this lady, she's apparently a highly educated economist. Might want to get her money back. And the 17 economists, of course, that we talked about. Nobel Prize winning economists. <laughs> that predicted this transitory inflation. Unbelievable. She says, I do expect it to remain very high, although I very much hope it will be coming down. Oh, gee whiz. <laughs> Thanks for that. Thanks I'm for the hopes and dreams, lady. <laughs> it's just your job. That's <laughs> unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. So, I, I'm going to just say now today that I'm of the belief that wokeness, political correctness, social justice initiatives, they are what is making us less safe and poorer. I'm, I'm now convinced of it. Man. She said, they said she faced a really horrendous problem at the time she took office because unemployment was 9% because the government shut it down. Unbelievable how they didn't get all that. Great time here on Middays. We're having a lot of fun. We got Corey Miller, the state economist at 1205. We're in the Element Well Studios.
From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. A slight chance of rain today, mostly sunny, high near 93. Tonight, a 20% chance of rain, partly cloudy, low around 74. Your Thursday, a 4 and 10 shot of the wet stuff, partly sunny, high near 92. And for your finally Friday, partly sunny conditions, a slight chance of rain, high near 91. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. People say things change, but in Mississippi, good things don't change. They change everything. Back when a blues musician picked up a guitar and struck a chord with the world, the Citizens Bank was making life better in Mississippi communities. Now we're in every corner of the state, changing banking to be more in yours with accessible lenders, more product choices, and always the latest in digital banking. After over a century, changing to local sounds better and better. Member FDIC. You don't want to miss the huge Civil War Relic Show at Brandon City Hall, Saturday, June the 11th from 9 to 5 and Sunday, June the 12th from 9 to 3. Featuring vendors selling weapons, relics, antiques, photographs, books, uniforms, art, and so much more. Living history and cannons will be on display. Join us at Brandon City Hall, Saturday, June the 11th from 9 to 5 and Sunday, June the 12th from 9 to 3. Free genealogy research, indoor prizes, great Father's Day gift ideas, $7 admission for adults and kids under 12 are free. Sponsored by the Sons of Confederate Veterans, Camp 260. Brandon. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again! If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to EatBasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. I'm JT Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. While residents across Mississippi await the final count in terms of Tuesday's primary elections, four of the seven races have already been called. Kelly Bennett explains. The races in District 1 were the first to be called Tuesday night, with incumbent Trent Kelly easily winning the Republican nod. He'll face off against Diane Black in November's general election. In District 2, Benny Thompson secured the Democratic nomination. He's waiting for the results of what looks like it'll be a runoff between Brian Flowers and Ronald Eller on the Republican side. District 3 is still up in the air. Michael Cassidy and Michael Guest are both hovering at the 50% threshold, with 90% of votes counted. District 4 is projected to be a runoff between Stephen Palazzo and Mikey Zell, with the winner set to face Democrat Johnny Dupree and Libertarian Alden Johnson. For minute-by-minute results, interviews with the candidates, and much more, log on to supertalk.fm. 
This is Jake Mangum for Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. One of the most underrated attributes in baseball is determination. It's one thing to want to do something and another altogether to get it done. That's why I love the team at Farm Bureau. They get the job done every single time. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfdins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Want to infuse new flavor into your favorite recipes? Try Polk's Smoked Sausages or delicious ham steaks. Add Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausage in your spaghetti. It adds just the right amount of spicy flavor. Polk's Cajun Sausage is a family pleaser in your famous red beans and rice. Your Bayou friends jambalaya is even better when you mix it with Polk's Ham and Sausage. And for Grandma's old-time chili recipe, kick it up with Polk's Original Beef or Pork Sausages. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. Okay, is everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are in the Element Well Studios. The Godfather, I know who this is, a good friend. You're not going to like this, Gerard, but your establishment Republicans like Guest Wicker and Hyde Smith keep voting for these omnibus bills, finding tons of this, funding tons of this spending until we have term limits in other parties besides the Democrats and Republicans. This will continue to spiral. Appreciate that, uh, Godfather, except there's a, there's a flaw in your analysis, and that is the omnibus spending bills and continuing resolutions represent 30% of total spending, of which two-thirds is the military. So my question for you is, do you want to eliminate the military? Because that's the vast majority of that spending. The part that's not the military in the omnibus spending bills is 10% of total spending. The vast majority of our spending is Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, various welfare programs, and debt interest. It's 70% of total spending. Until there's a serious conversation and a willingness to have one about how to reform those programs, we got no chance of eliminating our deficit and starting to bring down our debt. None. And in fact, you know what's on the boards now? Cost of living raises for Social Security. Now, I know those on Social Security, fixed incomes, they're, de- they're wrestling, they're grappling with the high cost of living. It has increased. And in accordance with law, there are triggers that automatically increase Social Security payments. There's a complex well, it's relatively complex calculation, but it's based on the CPI, and that's coming up. We got another, We had one last year. I think it was five and a half percent. We got another one coming up, eight uh, percent or change, 
And all that's good, certainly for those on Social Security that are entitled to this increase because they're they're relying on that income. It's fixed income, and they're trying to make ends meet. I get it. But the fact is, all it does is put Social Security further in the hole. It increases our deficit and our debt because Social Security cannot stand on its own as it was originally designed, where the concept was it's a pay-as-you-go program, people pay in, and the amount and the dollars they pay in really aren't stored up in some account for you to draw down on once you retire. They go out the other side to those who are retired. The, the best way to illustrate that concept and that model is the very first Social Security recipient. And I, if you've heard this before, I apologize for it, folks. I know I've shared this story quite a bit, just to try to explain how the program was worked, the design. But think about this. When the program was launched, people who were eligible based on their age, they started to receive benefits. Look no further than the very first beneficiary, Ida Mae Fuller is her name. Look it up for me there, Rhino. I think she paid in 22 bucks, and she lived to be much older than the average lifespan was, ended up receiving about 20000 or so in benefits. Is that right? You get that right? She paid in twenty four seventy five in uh, tr- three years. Okay, and what'd she get out? I'm trying to find the uh, total collected from Social Security is $22,888.92. Died, what, in her late 70s or something like that? Uh, yeah, died January 27th, 1975. She was aged 100. 100, okay, my bad, 100. So she dramatically exceeded the average lifespan uh, when the program was enacted in 1935, which was like 60 years old or something for a female, I believe. Her $22.54 contribution is the equivalent to $436 in 2021 dollars. Okay. And the amount she got out of 22000 if you did that same sort of math, you'd have to, it, that would add up to about 400 something thousand based on the same factor. Boy, I did the math there, I think, in my head. Um, so if you apply the inflation adjustment to it. But nonetheless, the point is, the way the program's designed, once you retire... 158000 Okay. I, I must have had the wrong number in there for the factor. But uh, the way the program's designed, it's designed such that it doesn't matter how much you pay in. You get benefits out till you die. That's what happened to Miss Ida Mae Fuller. So... Gosh, you don't have to be a brilliant economist like Janet Yellen to understand if you pay in 22 and you get out, or uh, 24 and you get out 22, it's probably not going to work for the long term. That's, that's the flaw in the model. That's the, that is the defined benefit feature of Social Security, every other public pension in this country, and some private pensions. And, and so... While certainly the cost of living increase, I know is welcome. It, it, by the way, it is scheduled to be as high as eight percent in 2023. It was 5.9 percent uh, coming up here in 2022. Um, the reality is, all you're doing is accelerating the rate at which Social Security goes broke. That's all that's happening, and the fact that we got. 
fewer people wanting to enter the workforce and pay into the program, which is needed to fund benefits going out at that time, that's also a problem. And the other problem is people don't want to propagate anymore. We've shared that story. Some 44% of those in this country at childbearing age don't want to have kids. No kids, no workers. That's not only a problem in terms of just powering the economy. We need workers. But if they're not paying in to these programs, we have this huge imbalance. We've got a lot of people drawing out, nobody paying in, and the numbers don't work. I think the other concern I have, um, yeah, so uh, the Godfather says it needs to be a balanced budget amendment to the Constitution must be adhered to. I, I support that, but, okay, you understand that means dramatic cuts, dramatic cuts to Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid, or increase in taxes. Because, or you could, so here's the deal, you could cut the entire military. Just no military, no defense. Think about it. No Army, no Air Force, no Marines, no Navy. Eliminate it. Spend zero dollars on it. Right now. Still produce a $300 billion deficit. Okay, now what are you going to cut? Social Security? Sure, tell all those people on Social Security we're cutting your benefits. Medicare? Right. Medicaid? Yeah, a lot of people would be for that. The hospital and the healthcare industry would collapse immediately if we did that. Because we're all paying for that. Debt interest? Sure, default on our debt interest. See what happens then. You want to accelerate the changing out of the dollar, replacement of the dollar as the denomination of standard? Sure, default on the debt interest. It's a com- the point is it's a complicated problem. And it's, it's, it's easy to say, let's balance the budget. I'm all for that, by the way. But unless we have a serious conversation about how to address the 70% of our spending, which is mandatory and on autopilot, and all that really means is that it does not require uh, votes every year for appropriation. Just to ha- It happens by law, because it is funded by statute. It is, it is um, administered by statute as well. So Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, the plethora of welfare programs, which is really a smaller part of that total mix, it's Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, until we're willing to address that. And it's real simple. I mean, you either got to increase revenues coming into those programs, decrease outflows, or a combination of the two. When's the last time you saw a politician talk about that? So when you think about the fiscal affairs of these United States, please think that, and please understand, 70% of that are those programs. And nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about it. Donald Trump made it very clear he wanted to increase spending on the military, and he did. And the Democrats like to point to it as, that's what caused the deficit, except their math is flawed. He did increase spending. Over three years, about $150 billion. Now, for perspective, the annual budget, spending-wise, is $4 trillion. De minimis amount. 
You remember how many times he said on the campaign trail, Barack Obama decimated our military. He's right to a great extent because Democrats don't think too highly of the military. They don't, don't want to spend, they'd rather spend money on social programs, child tax credits and student loan forgiveness and the like. And the other host of welfare programs, they don't really want to spend it on, I don't know, defending the nation from bad guys that want to blow us off the planet. And that's not to say there's not work that could be done there, but Donald Trump increased spending on the military. And Republicans supported that. That's part of the omnibus bill. That's part of the continuing resolution. It does not automatically get funded on an annual basis. It does require a vote. It's time for a break here on Middays. We're getting into the weeds a little bit. We'll come back with uh, another segment, and then Corey Miller, the Mississippi State Economist, at 12.05. The doctors at Carter Sledge Family Dentistry are general and cosmetic dentists. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, you'll find one of the most state-of-the-art facilities in Mississippi, along with a friendly staff and doctors who are both professional and compassionate. Meet our team, take a virtual tour, and make an appointment at cartersledgedental.com. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry on Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. Call 601-607-7876. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, our smile begins with yours. Hi, I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon. For more than 27 years, we've been selling and servicing Exmark mowers here in central Mississippi. Whether you have a city lot, a country estate, or a large institutional property, Exmark has a mower to fit your needs. I invite you to come by and check out all of what Exmark and Fredericks has to offer. With special financing available, we have mowers in stock and ready for you. Fredericks Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment, serving you since 1993. Due to a national blood shortage, Mississippi Blood Services is in critical need of donations to refill our supply. Please help Mississippi Blood Services recover their supply of much-needed blood. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you to donate blood today. That's msblood.com. msblood.com. Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of The Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. Foster Farms, a West Coast-based chicken company with $3 billion in annual revenue, has agreed to a takeover by private equity firm Atlas Holdings and will install former Tyson Foods Incorporated Chief Donnie Smith as its leader. Foster Farms employs about 10,000 workers and operates processing facilities in California, Washington, Louisiana, Oregon, and Alabama. The company is the 10th largest U.S. chicken producer by pounds produced, according to the meat industry publication White Poultry USA. Financial terms of the deal were not disclosed. The Livingston, California-based company will continue to operate under the Foster Farms name. Another major chicken deal, the planned $4.5 billion takeover Sanderson's Farms by Cargill Incorporated, an agriculture investment firm Continental Grain Company, remains under review as regulators evaluate its impact on 
competition in the sector. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Supertalk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. In a world that's a little simpler comes the tale of Veltima fungicide. Swift, simple, and secure. It's a corn-growing story without all the drama. Unless you add totally epic music, really random sound effects, and a cool announcer guy. Get ready for the blockbuster yields of the summer with Veltima fungicide from BASF. Coming soon to a field near you. Always read and follow label directions. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. It's so awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Come on, let's get on with the show! On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. We are in the Element Well studio. So just on a bit of a rant there about government spending and, and trying to really just inform more than anything. Ho- hopefully that was helpful. But the source of all this data, by the way, that I'm sharing with you, it's the United States government. It's, a, it's the Treasury sites. You, you can go out there and look at it and spend some time analyzing all that. Uh, and if you find something that I've said that you feel like is inaccurate, please let me know. We'll we'll correct it. But this is something that I've had strong interest interest in for a long time and spent a lot of time analyzing. Something else that's a, honestly a bit of a myth about Social Security. There's a there's a misconception out there that the Congress just took Social Security money and appropriated it. Uh, for other purposes, that they so-called stole the money. Totally 100% false, inaccurate. In accordance with law, Social Security, which for decades, by the way, has taken in more from workers than it is paid out to beneficiaries. Those surpluses, by law, have to be, by law, invested in special treasury bonds. In other words, the government borrows the money from Social Security. They're called S-bonds. And they have a, a nominal interest rate associated with them. But every single dime has been paid back. And they are redeemed daily. Daily. They, they term out and they're redeemed daily. 
the, re, the interest received by Social Security on the sale of those bonds to the government and the redemption of the principal on that is part of the funding model for the payments to go out to beneficiaries. If the federal government ever defaulted on paying those bonds back, the entire global economy would collapse. Thus, it has not ever happened. So it is a ruse that Congress stole money from Social Security. They, by law, and they don't even, they're not even involved in it. It just happens automatically. By law, the Treasury borrows money because you don't want the surplus just sitting around, earning nothing. You want it to, it, it helps pay the benefits. So the government borrows it from Social Security and pays every dime back. Half for decades. Not a dime has ever been absconded with, stolen, transferred from Social Security for other uses. So let's just establish that. That's not the problem with Social Security. The problem is that just the actuarial model, which relied on a whole bunch of people working and a few drawing benefits out. Remember, this thing was designed in 1935. The average life expectancy, right? I want to say it was like 59 or something for a female and 61 for a male at the time, but you had to be 65 to get benefits. You see, you looking at that? Something around there. 58 for men and 62 for women. Okay, I had it backwards. And it was off by a year in either direction. But you see what I'm saying? So what is it today? It's in the 70s, right? So it's pretty clear we all live longer thanks to advancement advances in, in medical technology and health care. So we're likely to draw benefits out for a much longer time. And we got a whole bunch more of us getting those benefits and a whole lot fewer people as a ratio working. It started out as a 100 to 1 ratio. And the folks in 1935 said, yeah, no problem. But now it's like less than 3 to 1 workers to beneficiary. So you see the problem. And by the way, Medicare, it's way more broke than this. It's scheduled to... So what's happened through all the years is Social Security has accumulated money because it took in more than it paid out. And it's uh, had to invest those surpluses. And so the combination of that and the so-called trust fund are what funds all the benefits. And we're headed to a point where we're not taking enough in from workers to cover that, so we're draining the trust fund, this, our savings account, essentially. Just think about your own household. I'm not getting enough income in from my work, but I still got the same uh, expense load. So I'm going to have to drain my savings to pay for that, and eventually you run out. You go bankrupt. That's Social Security and Medicare in a nutshell. So what do you got to do? You either got to make more money or pay less out. The whole point about this politically is nobody will talk about it. Except us, right here. I'm just sharing with you the reality of it. It's just a mathematical financial fact. But, and I know my friend, the Godfather, says, yeah, we need to get rid of all those other agencies, the IRS, the EPA. Hey, I'm I'm cool with that. It's about 10% of spending you still got a $900 billion deficit, then what? Then what? He says it's a place to start. Okay, but you're not going to get that too politically. Let's be realistic about it. You're not going to get rid of the IRS. You're just not. You can try. I'm all for it, by the way. I detest a lot of that stuff. We'll take a break right here. Corey Miller, the Mississippi State Economist, is going to join us next. Next. 
You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. President Biden in a statement condemns the threat against Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. A spokeswoman for the Supreme Court says the armed man who made threats against Justice Kavanaugh was arrested near his home just before 2 a.m. today. The Washington Post quoted sources who said the man is from California and was upset by a leaked draft opinion suggesting the court is about to overrule the landmark abortion case Roe v. Wade, in addition to being upset over recent mass shootings. Fox's Tanya J. Powers. Attorney General Merrick Garland announces a team to review police response to the elementary school shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Mia Cerillo survived and tells the House Oversight Committee she saw her teacher and classmates killed and played dead. I thought he was going to come back to the room so I grabbed the blood and put it all over me. The committee also heard from the mother of a man badly wounded in the Buffalo, New York supermarket massacre. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Philium Corporation knows the technology is constantly evolving, especially in these challenging times. With so many people working at home, securing and guarding your company's data on-site or remotely is more critical than ever. As we all adapt to the new normal, Philium continues to help you stay secure and current with IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems. Contact us at Pillium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Incumbent Trent Kelly easily won the Republican nomination in District 1. He'll face Democrat Diane Black in the November general elections. In District 2, Benny Thompson has secured the Democrat nomination. He's waiting for the results of what looks like it'll be a runoff between Brian Flowers and Ronald Eller on the Republican side. District 3 is still up in the air as Michael Cassidy and Michael Guest are both hovering at the 50% threshold with 90% of the votes counted. District 4 is projected to be a runoff between Stephen Palazzo and Mikey Zell. That winner will face Democrat Johnny Dupree and Libertarian Alden Johnson. Lucian Smith is the former Mississippi GOP chair. There's nothing that Stephen Palazzo or, or Michael Guest have done to create the situation we're in because they've been in the minority for the last two years. But um, but 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 people are people are mad at the people in power, uh, and you saw a lot of that yesterday. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. If you're not sure what that means for you, 
Did you know through our advocacy efforts in the state capitol, wireless broadband is quickly connecting every corner of the state. We are more than agriculture. We are what's best for all Mississippi. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years of faith, family, and farm bureau. Become a member today at msfb.org. Gas prices continue to surge, and rather than open up domestic oil production, the Biden administration is calling for investment in renewable energy. Entergy Mississippi President and CEO Haley Fisackerly says they're already deploying renewables. Week four last, we had a big announcement in Sunflower County on our new solar facility. That's going to give us more fuel diversity uh, into our mix, and we're deploying another 1,000 megawatts of renewables over the next five years. Another commodity to consider is natural gas prices. Last year at this time, we were buying natural gas at $3 an MMBTU. Uh, as of yesterday, that was $8.50, and the forward wow. markets show that staying around there, if not higher, through the first quarter of next year. Over 50% of the electricity they generate comes from natural gas. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. Here in Seaspire Country, the best network anywhere is all around you. It's up on our towers, where blazing fast 5G is turning your smartphone into a superphone. It's under your feet, where we lay gigabit fiber to make the internet faster than you've ever seen. It's powering your phones, feeds, tablets, TVs, and businesses. So now the best technology anywhere is right here. Welcome to Seaspire Country. It's just like the rest of the country, only a few steps ahead. Swing in to sponsoring the Sanderson Farm Championship, Mississippi's largest professional sporting event, September 26th through October 2nd. Entertain your clients or prospects, reward your employees. Ball from a skybox on the 18th green. Gotta hurry. These affordable Sanderson Farm Championship packages are available through June 15th. Visit SponsorSFC.com today to learn more. That's SponsorSFC.com. Folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way, Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. And now, and now, another hour of the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Begin your transition now. Now on Super Talk Mississippi. Back in the Element Well Studios on Middays, we thank you so much for uh, joining us today as we roll into the afternoon hour of the program. Joining us now in the studios, Corey Miller, the Mississippi State Economist. Corey, thanks for joining us today. Uh, thank you for having me. Nice to be here. Yes, sir. So we've been having some rather robust dis- discussions about uh, uh, the economy, inflation, finance, and uh, well, I was just touching a minute ago on the uh, concerns with uh, defined benefit plans, which is what our Social Security uh, system is, as well as Medicare, and of course, virtually every uh, public pension 
uh, across the 50 states and lots of municipalities and independent public pensions as well. They're all sort of designed around this defined benefit structure as opposed to defined contribution structure, which is uh, more the way a, a traditional, say, 401k or individual retirement account is structured. You Basically, you put money in it, and when you retire, you start drawing out. When the well runs dry, you're done. And defined benefit plans, of course, continue on indefinitely. And that's digressing a little bit for the reason that we wanted you to come in here. But we just inflation in general, we saw Treasury Secretary Yellen go to the Hill yesterday to testify about it, and she said expect it to be prolonged, and um, really didn't seem to acknowledge that the increase of the money supplies we have seen over the last couple of years with uh, so much of the COVID relief money uh, just injected into the economy uh, was really a factor in inflation. And so I guess for you, Corey, is how is that affecting the state of Mississippi's economy from your perspective? And should we be concerned about how this might impact our fiscal situation as a government, which has been fairly strong over the last couple of years? Well, over the past couple of years, as you mentioned, all the the money we got through the federal government through COVID assistance, first the CARES Act, and then there was another suppl- supplemental bill at the end of, of 2020, and then we got the American Rescue Plan uh, by March of last year. So that has pushed a lot of money into not just Mississippi, but all states, and it's had a lot to do with with the rebound we had last year. Um, but that money is, is starting, to, starting to dwindle. Um, we haven't seen a drop-off in spending, consumer spending, yet. It, it slowed some. Um, my biggest immediate concern for the state economy is probably gas prices um, mm-hmm. because people in Mississippi think other than Alabama, we spend more of our personal income on gas than any other state. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're one of about three states, I think, where people drive over 1,000 miles a month. Um, and people are going to keep spending money on gas, um, and eventually they're going to have to cut back uh, elsewhere. Uh, now, what that, now, when that happens and to what degree is hard to say, um, but that, that can have implications for, as you mentioned, our, our fiscal uh, status here in the state as, as far as like uh, sales tax right. goes, because we have a, an excise tax on gasoline, which you pay per gallon, so you don't collect, the state doesn't collect any more money for uh, transportation budget from gasoline purchases. Um, but when people are spending less on other items, then they don't think there won't be as much uh, uh, sales, general sales tax revenue. So that, that, that's a concern. That's something I'm you know, trying to follow to, to see, yeah. see what happens with it. Plus, we should point out the per-gallon excise tax that you note that we pay at the pump. That doesn't go to the general fund. That goes to the special fund that um, powers right. the Department of Transportation. So it doesn't, it doesn't fund all the various general fund programs uh, and expenditures, education, of course, roughly half of that, corrections, Medicaid, mm-hmm. and then all the rest of government. So, yeah, it, I mean, you got so much money to spend, disposable income, and if you're spending more of it on gas, which is not subject to sales tax, you got to believe eventually you start to see a decline in expenditures on those goods and services, commodities that are subject to sales tax, which could cut into the state's revenue. That's right. Uh, like I say, we don't, we haven't really seen it yet. Um, 
but uh, as long as gas prices stay like they are, um, I, th- I think it's a concern, uh, something to definitely monitor going forward to the rest of, well, the rest of this fiscal year is almost over, but yeah. we start, you know, 23, fiscal 23, July 1, so yep. uh, from that point on, we'll be seeing what happens with, with gasoline prices. Yeah. So are you asked then, Corey, to advise uh, those in the legislature in both houses, the governor, the lieutenant governor as well, involved in, in the the sausage making there with respect to projecting revenues and, and uh, also uh, appropriating expenditures? How does your work and your analysis figure and factor into that? Because obviously you you got to have some uh, outlook on overall economic conditions. That's right. And, you know, as part of the revenue estimating group, it's myself, the Commissioner of Revenue, uh, State Treasurer, uh, Legislative Budget Office, uh, and Division of, of Finance Administration. Uh, those heads all get together to, to, to do the revenue estimates. And we try to take all those things into account. Um, I tried to bring in the the information from the economy and you know Department of Revenue and other agencies uh, look at other things that they're seeing uh, in terms of uh, what's coming in and uh, any any regulations that that change that or laws that change that may affect our, our revenue collections. Yeah, um, and I know the lieutenant governor has been very concerned about uh, inflation going back to late last year. Um, so yeah, I've been uh, kind of updating him especially during the session on, you know, what was going on with inflation, uh, what the outlook was. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the outlook has not uh, gone to what we thought it would be late last year. It's it's continued to uh, persist and until last month had been uh, increasing in terms of, of the consumer price index. Uh, yeah. We saw a little bit of a tick down in April, but uh, we'll get another reading on the Consumer price index at the end of this week, yeah. Um, but it's still um, going to be some of the highest rates we've seen in in many years. Yeah, and the Treasury Secretary yesterday uh, expected it to uh, to continue to, per- to persist, and we've got economists from some of the major banks in the country, uh, J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, as well, that that are providing uh, their outlook. Uh, I think it's Goldman Sachs that said we'd have six dollar a gallon average gas by July, and uh, possibly even going higher than that. They're predicting maybe a hundred and sixty dollars a barrel. We're at, at just north of one twenty today, so uh, that's that's nearly a twenty five percent right around that increase. When you extrapolate that out to the pump, that that would in fact put us up another dollar, dollar and change. You just wonder when when do we hit the tipping point where stuff starts to come unraveled? That's a good question. I don't know that anybody has a, a good answer for it yet. Um, it hasn't happened so far. They've got gas over six dollars in California, and that hasn't uh, seemed to have, have slowed things down there too yeah. much. Um, but I think if we hit five dollars a gallon average here in Mississippi. We're definitely going to see. Um, an economic slowdown in the state if, if we get to that point. Uh, I've heard that the $5 average nationally is expected to be hit this week, uh, right. which has been revised up from uh, you know, just a few days ago. Uh, it was, they were thinking it would be at least another week or two before we hit that. Yeah. And I've seen some of the same things you've seen talking about $6 gas by the end of the summer. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't even, not to get too 
uh, pessimistic here, but that doesn't even account for, say, in August, if we get a, a hurricane on the Gulf Coast that takes out some refineries. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. This is why people don't like to talk to economists because we don't <laughs> we don't usually bring all the sunshine. You know. <laughs> uh, I I totally understand. So, uh, have you been speaking to any industry analysts or subject matter experts uh, about uh, the the oil and gas market itself? It's a very volatile and and dynamic commodity, of course, uh, traded globally. Uh, to try to use in some of your inputs and forecasting. Uh, we use. Uh, a national forecasting agency, IHS Market, as part of our forecasting. They kind of do the national forecast, and we use them in our forecast um, for Mississippi. And they've uh, they've been tweaking their forecast some. Uh, they don't. They're still not uh, uh, forecasting recession, uh, a technical recession uh, in the next two or three years. But they have lowered their forecasts. Um, I think this year uh, their latest forecast is about 2.5% growth for the U.S. Uh, our latest forecast, we haven't done it for this month yet, but ours is about 1.4, 1.5% for Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, which is, and we knew we were going to have a slowdown after last year's big, big growth. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of where we are so far. Gotcha. Corey, appreciate you joining us. Uh, sure. Very informative, and let's just hope that uh, things start to turn around a little bit and. We get these gas prices down. Sound like that's a big, uh, big problem, big challenge. Appreciate it, it Corey. Thank You're you, welcome. Corey Miller, a Mississippi State economist, has been our guest on Middays. We'll come right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. A slight chance of rain today, mostly sunny, high near 93. Tonight, a 20% chance of rain, partly cloudy, low around 74. Your Thursday, a 4 and 10 shot of the wet stuff, partly sunny, high near 92. And for your finally Friday, partly sunny conditions, a slight chance of rain, high near 91. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. How can RJ Young help you? With digital communications, managed IT services, business process outsourcing, and office equipment and technology, RJ Young is your source for the technology solutions that power your business. For more information and a quick demo of the modern office and how it's increasing efficiency and bottom lines of businesses across the country, visit us at themodernoffice.com. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. 
A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North, Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. Follow here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. Bumping us into this segment here. Every time I hear any song by her, I always by default think about uh, her tune from the American Gigolo, Call Me. Richard Gere, the star of the show. But And I want to say that uh, maybe she posed in Playboy or something. Blondie? Wasn't she? Wasn't Would she? not surprise me. Yeah, I think so. Wow. So, I uh, appreciate Corey coming in and giving us an update on the, the state's yeah, economy. Yeah, former waitress and Playboy Bunny. Okay, there you go. Um, well, she was popular during my college years, so you kind of hear about that sort of stuff. The music was popular, and the movie, too, was released back then. Um, you know, this, this whole situation with the price of gas, which uh, I just keep wondering, when do you, when you get to a point where... You just don't have enough money to spend on other stuff because all your money's going to gas. You think that's happening now? I, it seems like it. I um, certainly I, a higher percentage of your money is going towards gas. Or when do you just say I'm not driving as much? I think right now folks are just absolutely determined to get out. Yeah, they're biting the bullet for now. But I have seen several people that have already said. I had plans to go on a vacation in July or August, and I'm canceling them. Yeah, I've heard that, too. I've heard that, too. So you not only got the price of gas up to, to put in your vehicle to travel around on the roads, but airline tickets, too. Uh, just price of jet fuel. And I have seen some reports that say that the decline of gasoline refined to, to um, power vehicles, that $800,000 de- de- decrease in inventory is to some extent the result of more of the oil being refined into into jet fuel and avgas um, for that purpose. 
because that got behind. So, again, you got a global supply of oil. It, it, it absolutely is true that sort of taking Russia off the market in that respect is a contributing factor. But there are other factors as well, and, and we're, we're searching, folks. We did want to pass this on. We're, we're trying to get us somebody at a national level that truly is immersed in uh, the dynamics of the, the oil, oil as a commodity, to really try to understand. Because I, I did some just cursory research from some industry sources on the U.S.'s consumption of oil versus its production. And best I could tell, this has kind of surprised me, we produce about 7 million gallons less, uh, barrels, excuse me, barrels per day, less than we consume. Produce on average about 12 million, consume on average about 19 million. And that's been the case for four or five years. Fairly, fairly stagnant in that respect. And, and best I could tell, and I'm not an expert on oil by any stretch, when you hear this term, light, sweet, crude, the light refers to the weight of the product as extracted, and sweet refers to the sulfur content of the oil, um, the raw petroleum. And refineries are built around refining um, s- certain uh, categories of oil as it's pulled out of the ground. So most in this country are geared to refine light, sweet crude. That which we take out of the ground in the U.S. that is not light and sweet, we ship it overseas for refining in refineries that can accommodate uh, that type of oil, that grade, if you will. And so it's it's a little bit more nuanced, complex situation than meets the eye. The other thing that I think is a term that I just wanted to point out that often gets kind of misused, and that's this concept of energy independence. I think the average person, me included, thinks that energy independence means that we're producing enough oil in our country to cover our consumption, to accommodate our usage. Where, in reality, the the concept of energy independence refers to the entire matrix, the entire complement of energy usage, energy the energy needs. So when a nation is energy independent, it just means that if you take into account all of the energy they produce and all of the energy they consume, not just gas to put in your car, but electricity and natural gas, and, and plants that are powered by coal, nuclear power, et cetera. I mean, I can't solar, renewable energy. If you just take it all and add it up, and then you just add up everything we consume, are you producing enough from all those various sources to cover and to accommodate what you're consuming? That is energy independence. So it's more than just, are we producing enough oil to meet our needs of consumption of oil? And I have to admit, until I got a little curious and started digging into that a few days ago, I too thought, oh yeah, that just means that we're not importing oil from Saudi Arabia. I mean, that's what a lot of people think. We're not reliant on the Middle East and countries that aren't terribly friendly to us. Not necessarily Saudi Arabia, but others as well. Um, and it is a global commodity, and it all sort of goes into the 
into the pot, if you will, and then it comes out and is and is trans transferred, transported to the various refineries that can accommodate those particular grades of oil. And grade may be the incorrect term. I'm not really sure um, what the term is to describe or delineate between light, sweet, and the other forms of oil that come out of the ground. But nonetheless, you get the point. And it all goes into the pot, and it gets sent back out the door, if you will, and, and um, transported to the refineries that can refine whatever that type of oil is into some usable fuel. And it's, it's just nuanced. So we're trying to get somebody that help, help us unravel that and understand what, what did that look like prior to the Biden administration? What does it look like now? What did it look like prior to Ukraine invasion and all these other various factors that are figuring into this? My beef with the administration is, okay, even if all that's true, that, that uh, Russia sort of being taken out, its production being taken out of the mix, what are you going to do about it? Don't just keep telling me every day, just like I just read Janet Yellen, oh, the other countries are experiencing inflation, too. Nobody cares. What they want to hear, see, this is what your job do is. Do the other countries have the natural resources that we have at our disposal? No. They don't. And, and so, but a lot of this oil, apparently, that we do export is because we can't refine it here. Now, it is true we haven't built a refinery in, like, decades, right, in this country. That's absolutely true. But we're not likely to do so when the government's saying, nope, we're getting you out of the oil and gas business. Keep that gas in the ground, right? The Jennifer Granholm little uh, little YouTube, YouTube jingle she participated in. Uh, but you're not giving us any solutions. You just keep telling us who caused the problem. Nobody cares. That's the mark of a weak leader. It's a mark of a non-leader, really. People want to know, yep, we hear you, we got it, this is what we're going to do. And all we've heard so far is we're giving you a million uh, barrels a day out of strategic petroleum reserve for six months. Hey, get out of here, be happy. Or it's Goofy Stabenow, the video we played earlier, Senator Stabenow from Michigan. Oh, I got me a Tesla. I don't have to worry about them. Well, that's not solving the problems, those kitchen table problems Americans are talking about. That's just weak. It's arrogant crap is what it is. Eat crow, you little people. I got my electric vehicle. That's terrible. So I, I did find a report, of all places, believe it or not, PBS. They went and interviewed some people. Now, PBS is not exactly <laughs> a bastion of conservatism. And so here, here's um, just a couple of anecdotal reports from Everyday average Americans, Vanessa Gonzalez in Connecticut. Inflation has just kind of made, you know, being a single mom with two kids just much harder. It wasn't always any easy anyways. We weren't, you know, rich. I work in a school, but it's just pushed everything to the point of, you know, week by week, day by day, I'm looking at the dollars, check, check out a lot of my account. Kevin Reed in Missouri, I actually am leaving teaching because I can't make enough money. So I cleaned out my classroom yesterday. I actually am going to make more money managing a storage unit than I am teaching. 
Joseph Tamar in Michigan. In August, I had a medical emergency, which required emergency surgery. At the time, I had insurance, although I'm still paying those bills now. An extra monthly bill that wasn't there before, and on top of higher cost of living, higher cost of transportation, higher cost of food, to have that medical expense on top of it has made things much more difficult. I mean, these are just everyday Americans. This is happening across the country in every city and town. No doubt about it. And it's just like the folks in Washington are tone deaf. They're not hearing this. You're not really offering anything to address this. And just saying, we really can't do anything about it. Nobody wants to hear that. Get out of the way. Get somebody that can. It's the way I look at it. We got a little update on something related to Justice Brett Kavanaugh when we come back on Midday. Super Talk Mississippi. Stay with us. I'm Larry Rowlett, former Secret Service Special Agent in charge of the President Ronald Reagan Protective Division. I have purchased Boondocks Firearms Training Academy. I'm inviting you and your family to consider membership in Boondocks FTA. All levels of training for families and individuals are available. We are committed to our effort to keep you and your family safe from gun violence. Support our efforts. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And visit us at boondocksfta.com. It's time to transcend the ordinary and expect more with Mazda of Jackson. Right now, get 1.9% financing on select 2022 Mazdas in stock. That's right, 1.9% APR on select 2022 models, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And the all-new 2023 Mazda CX-50s are arriving. Buy a new Mazda, and Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Shop right now at MazdaofJackson.com. It's our mission to give you great deals while treating you like family every single day. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Our incredible credit team will work hard to get you approved. 100% credit approval is always our number one goal. Bring in your current vehicle, and we'll buy it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. Don't overpay for your next new Mazda. Get to Mazda of Jackson today and transcend the ordinary and expect more, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Visit our state-of-the-art facility located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. See dealer for details with crew credit Green Home Solutions is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Hi, this is Thomas Trammell with Family Termite, and I have an important message for you. After this year's record-breaking snowstorm, termites will most likely be swarming in historical numbers in an effort to recolonize and replace parts of their colonies ravished by the extreme weather. Family Termite offers free termite initial inspections and competitive pricing. Call Family Termite today at 601-933-1014 and let us protect your home because we hate termites more than you do. This is Joe Rooks for do-it-yourselfers or seasoned pros. Revel Ace is the place to go. This is Smokey Williamson. If it has to do with keys, Revel Ace Hardware can help. We cut house and office keys. We can rekey locks in the store. And in some stores, we can even key alike padlocks. At Revel Ace, we program automobile keys and fobs for most makes and models for much less than the dealer. There's a Revel Ace Hardware near you. Come see us. Learn more at revelhardware.com. 
I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Incumbent Trent Kelly easily won the Republican nomination in District 1. He'll face Democrat Diane Black in the November general elections. In District 2, Benny Thompson has secured the Democratic nomination. He's waiting for the results of what looks like it'll be a runoff between Brian Flowers and Ronald Eller on the Republican side. District 3 is still up in the air as Michael Cassidy and Michael Guest are both hovering at the 50% threshold with 90% of the votes counted. District 4 is projected to be a runoff between Stephen Palazzo and Mikey Zell. That winner will face Democrat Johnny Dupree and Libertarian Alden Johnson. Lucian Smith is the former Mississippi GOP chair. There's nothing that Stephen Palazzo or, or Michael Guest have done to create the situation we're in because they've been in the minority for the last two years. But um, but 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 people are people are mad at the people in power, uh, and you saw a lot of that yesterday. Losing power can be a major disturbance for homeowners. Taylor Power Systems offers a full line of Briggs & Stratton home standby generators in numerous sizes to keep your lights on during a power outage. Financing is now available. Call Taylor Power Systems today, 601-932-5674, to discuss a standby generator for your home. Twilight Concerts at Renaissance are back. Ratchet Entertainment presents Twilight Concert Series at Renaissance. Saturday, July 9th. With J.J. Gray and Mo Fro. Big Head Todd and the Monsters. Plus Jay and the Causeways. Tickets are on sale now at TwilightMS.com. That's TwilightMS.com. Brought to you in part by Southern Beverage, Renaissance, Ridgeland First, and Watkins Construction. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group. Mississippi, the place you call home is a state like no other. From the music to the food and the people, the Magnolia State has so many good things to celebrate. And now you can, each weekday afternoon from 2 to 3 on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and all the good things to do. Life doesn't always have to be serious, so let's have fun. Good Things with Rebecca Turner, weekdays from 2 to 3 on Super Talk Mississippi. You're listening to Middays with Gerard. Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Back on middays, we're in the Element Well Studios on this hump day. So some wacko out in California, um, uh, from California, excuse me, was arrested near the Supreme Court this morning. Uh, near the Supreme Court, uh, the home of Supreme Court Justice. Pardon me, I got all that all messed up. Justice Kavanaugh, near his home, a California man was arrested because uh, he apparently wanted to kill him. That's what he told cops. Right? And it has to do with the leak, the Roe v. Wade leak. So what I'm not sure of, Rhino, maybe you know, 26 years old, by the way, Nicholas John Roski, 
of Simi Valley, California, had a gun, knife, and pepper spray. And I guess what is not known at this point, is he for or against the repeal of Roe v. Wade? Do we know that at this point? I don't know that we do. I would imagine he's against it because he also cited the shootings as a reason for his anger. Oh, okay. So he's mad about the shootings, therefore he's going to go kill a Supreme Court justice. Did I get that right? Oh, geez. I see that now. You're right. I'm reading that now in the report. Uh, it couldn't see. possibly have been encouraged by uh, Senator Chuck Schumer saying this. And they're taking away fundamental rights. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. <laughs> I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. Yeah, Chucky. You won't know what hit you ah. if you go forward with these awful decisions. Is that not inciting violence? Sure sounds like it. Well, then impeach him. Seriously. That's okay, though, right? So we're about to see this circus unfold up there in Washington starting uh, tomorrow, yesterday, tomorrow, regarding the January 6th commission, and it uh, initiates its its hearings, right? Tomorrow. It's going to be a spectacle for a while. And it won't be about... If you think it's just going to be about January 6th and the incursion of the Capitol and really drilling into that, no, it's not going to be about that. No, the, that would actually uncover the information about Pelosi's shortcomings true. in securing the Capitol. Very true. But this will be a politically charged event. I know that it, this is rhetorical and I'm preaching to the choir here. Everybody knows that. But it's it's another it's another situation, though, that... that Okay, we're going to spend all our time on this. we got so much time in the day to solve problems. We're going to be spending all our time on this. Pay no attention to that $5 gas out there, right? Pay no attention to the rampant crime across this country. What about the migrants staged at the border, ready to cross over? Pay no attention to that. That's nothing. And Joe Biden, by the way, Mr. Restore the Respect for America on the world stage, everybody's snubbing him. You see that? Seven this event out in California. The Mexican president said we ain't coming. <laughs> Snubbed him. We don't have time for you, Joe. Wait, I thought we had to elect this guy because Trump was embarrassing us. Our stature on the global stage had diminished. We need... An adult back in the office. They're telling him take a hike, big time. You can't have a cogent conversation with a guy, unfortunately. And again, you know, it's not on him. It's those who put him up to it. He's their puppet at the end of the day. So, good grief. Jerry in Waynesboro says he thinks this will end the price of oil after a presidential election, I think they all, getting rich Republicans and Democrats, are all heavily invested in oil, talking green, making it explode in price. Yeah, I don't see the Republicans talking about that, Jerry. In fact, not a single one has signed on to the Green New Deal or any aspects of it. And they've been fairly consistent in denouncing those policies. So 
I mean, I don't know how they're all getting rich off of it. And, and honestly, you could make a little money investing in the, in the stock markets, the equities of oil and gas producers, but unless you've got a substantial interest in um, production of oil directly, probably haven't benefited a whole lot from it. Um, he says natural gas is going crazy. Yeah, it is true. Gas is up dramatically. Uh, it's over 100%, I think, in a year, the price per, I can't remember the measurement, the, inc the, the, the increment by which natural gas is measured. It's, it's the equivalent of barrels to oil. I can't remember. But none the, nonetheless, yeah, it is up a fair amount. I can't remember what the acronym stands for, but I think the acronym is MMBTU. That sounds right. But I could not tell you what that stands for. I just remember reading it a bunch. I'm looking it up, trying to look it up right now. So, hmm. Cubic feet? TCF? I'm seeing that. I'm seeing HGL. Oh, no. Which includes hydrocarbon liquid. So, what is a unit of natural gas? Yeah, you got it. Dollars per therm. One million British thermal units. There you go. MMBTU. Right. Gotcha. Okay. We we got there eventually. <laughs> yeah, but Jerry, you're right. It is up quite a bit. Cubic foot, says Thomas. Yeah. So that seems to be a measurement as well. I saw that. Uh, so uh, Jason says... Ironically, he's the exact. You're talking about uh, the whole Schumer. <laughs> Ironically, he's the exact reason the right has been bulldogging Roe in the last two decades. The further they've pushed all access, no limit, abortion on demand, the more the right fights. It's their own fault. That, I think there's some truth to that. Yeah. So uh, the gentleman from Energy yesterday stated natural gas had gone up three plus dollars last year to over eight dollars now. Okay, so that's not quite a hundred percent, but it's in the seventy percent range. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, um, it's up quite a bit, no doubt about it. What it August does. futures have it up to nine point three. Jeez, so that'd be nine dollars oh, and thirty wow, cents. Wow. Wow. Hmm. This guy can't be pregnant, can he? <laughs> Who are you talking about, Tim? Who's he talking about, Rhino? You know? <laughs> oh, wow. Is propane up? I don't know. Big T from Coffeeville. I haven't looked, haven't looked at that. I haven't looked at propane. William and Greenville, yeah, 1976, last refinery built. Chevron CEO says there will never be another refinery. I agree. Why would you invest in all that? I mean, you don't just snap your fingers and make one of those appear on the landscape. Why would you invest in that when the government says, we're getting out of the oil and gas business. We're not, we're not going to use that stuff anymore, guys. So they're not making any investments. Again, it's social justice crap. That's driving inflation more than anything. I want to say it's been a... There have been a few refineries opened in the last few years, but they're small. Okay. Because, I mean, you go back to what we were talking about with the, the last big refineries opened in the 70s. I mean, you're looking at 500,000 barrels of, of oil a day they can handle. And okay. I, I want to say the most recent one that was opened, 
I want to say it could only handle 25, 35,000 barrels. Yeah, that's not a lot yeah. when you're consuming 19 million a day. Tom in Carthage says, I'm seeing a whole lot less traffic out in the country during the day. I just wonder if that's got to do with the, the cost. Folks are cutting down on their driving. You would think so. The question about there was a question from Darren and Jackson about Social Security. He says, no, so no matter how many, much money I make in life, I'm still entitled to my Social Security at retirement, right? I paid into it. It's my money. Well, actually, there is a slight means test there, um, Darren. So, no, it's not, not really based on – and honestly, it's not really based that much on what you paid in. It's just a, it's a guaranteed benefit if you participate in the program, and you will receive it until you die, regardless of how much you paid in. It's totally different than the standard, traditional, private sector-type retirement plan, the most common being, of course, a 401k, Roth IRA. Those are programs where you pay into them, your employer usually contributes as well, and you just accumulate that when you retire, that nest egg sitting there, but you better manage it wisely because once it runs out, it's over. So security doesn't work that way, and that's the flaw in it. What you laughing about? I'm laughing at Senator John Kennedy's most recent quote about the price of gas. What quote, is the price of gas is so high that it would be cheaper to buy cocaine and just run everywhere. <laughs> that is a classic. <laughs> run everywhere. I love it. Well, we kind of been around the world today on the program, but it's been a good discussion. we got another segment coming up next. Uh, stay with us. Middays will be right back. A stronger, healthier Mississippi starts with the right managed care, managed with integrity. Amerigroup brings over 30 years of experience partnering with Medicaid programs throughout the country and a deep commitment to Mississippi. So far, we've invested over $3 million to improve the overall health of our communities. Amerigroup of Mississippi. Managed care. Managed with integrity. Learn more at AmerigroupMS.com. Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today. At Gateway Rescue Mission, we feed hungry people. We offer shelter to people seeking life change. And we serve as sort of a beacon of hope that says, hey, God cares for you. I'm Rex Baker. Rescue mission work is not glamorous, but we do see lives changed. Check us out at gatewaymission.org. Find out how you can get involved and join God at work here in Jackson and at Gateway Rescue Mission. Let me 
don't you mind your own business? Mind my own business? What's that supposed to mean? No, I was just thinking about all of the news of tax changes, insurance changes, regulations that are being passed down to business owners. I don't have the time to keep growing and to keep up with changing payroll regulations. I know. It seems like all I do is handle employee-related problems. You know, I hear PeopleEase can help. How can they help? PeopleEase can handle our payroll, taxes, employee benefits, and workers' compensation. They even offer an affordable and customizable 401k program and a 24-7 online human resources support center for all my HR needs. Think of all the time we'll save letting People Lease handle our payroll and benefits administration. I'll be busy growing my business and letting People Lease take care of the rest. It sounds like a good business plan with People Lease. Let People Lease mind your business so you can mind your own business. Call now 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025. Or visit freepayrollquotes.com for your free quote. Lee Temple, customer, Clark's Construction. We had a complete bathroom renovation all the way from the tile floor to countertops and everything that goes with uh, with a bathroom. We checked with other folks to see how they had worked with Jerry, and we always got some uh, some good reviews. Never did get one that was uh, that was not good, and you know the trust issue was was not an issue with Jerry. So I'd say he's a five star for a construction company you can trust. Call Clark's Construction at 601-214-9463. Swing in to sponsoring the Sanderson Farm Championship, Mississippi's largest professional sporting event, September 26th through October 2nd. Entertain your clients or prospects, reward your employees. Fall from a skybox on the 18th green. Gotta hurry. These affordable Sanderson Farm Championship packages are available through June 15th. Visit SponsorSFC.com today to learn more. That's SponsorSFC.com. Are you thinking about retirement or are you recently retired? Do you have a plan or do you have a drawer full of statements? If your answer is the latter, then you're not retirement planning, you're retirement hoping. Risks and inflation are rising and planning is critical now. At Element Wealth, our exclusive 360 process can create a strategy to help protect what you've worked so hard to build while still providing growth. To start the conversation, visit myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006, 601-957-6006. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. You're listening to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. Charlie Daniels. Jason says on the ceasefire text line, I'd love to know what really happened to lead up to January 6th, specifically how to prevent it in the future, but I'm afraid it's been off the rails for a long time, hijacked and sensationalized by liberal media and politicians buried and minimalized by the right. Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth to that. I think that's a fairly... Uh, kind of holistic analysis of the situation, and it will be really interesting to see who all testifies and what they have to say. And you know, there's going to be a lot of pressure from those asking the questions. But like everything else, yeah, if you take the extremes away and you look at reality in the middle, 
Yeah. I think a vast majority of the middle, especially, but the, the population of the U.S. that actually pays attention and cares, the vast majority would agree, throw the book at the ones that showed their rear, that broke stuff, that stole stuff, that were generally being menaces to society that day. Right. Yeah. Charge, arrest them, charge them, throw the book at them. Yeah. But for the, the people that we have it on video, we, we've seen it. The people that the police let in through a side door, throwing the book at them just stinks to high heaven. Agree. And that, but you know that's what we're going to see. We're just, it's crazy, but we're going to see uh, just political theater. I, I don't know that we'll ever get any, any actionable intelligence, any information, like Jason says, that will enable us to prevent something like this in the future. I just don't, I don't know. I don't feel like it. I feel like it's all going to be just gotcha moments. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I mean, and then that's going to turn. <laughs> that sound bite bonanza. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. It'll just be used in political ads more than anything else. So, But I think the Democrats are wrong in holding on to this view that this is really going to have some sort of positive impact for them. Yeah, it really only does election. anything for the vote blue, no matter who crowd. Yeah, I just don't don't think that that is uh, going to be the case. I really, I really don't. So, uh, what? But we'll be uh, we'll be watching a little bit, see what is going on with that. Um, let's see, Kevin from Ball. hadn't heard from him, uh, hadn't said anything about him in a couple of days. He says I, uh, I basically I'm not going to read his whole deal, but. Sounds like that he was legally entitled to some Social Security uh, disability benefits, and he just happened to observe while he was in the office there working through his eligibility that he observed a lot of people. I think I'm reading this right, Rhino, um, just sort of paraphrasing here, but observed a lot of people. It didn't look like they really were entitled to disability benefits. I think yeah, that he, absolutely is true. From There's, what I understand from reading it, it looks like he saw a lot of people that knew how to game the system, so they were getting benefits, but he actually needed benefits and couldn't get them. Yeah. I I absolutely think that is a problem. I do think, I'm, you know, and I, I, I don't want to just say that there's nothing that can be done to uh, curb the outflows of Social Security and, and make it more solvent. Absolutely, there's lots of of uh, fraud and abuse on the disability benefit portion, which, by the way, was never intended to be to be originally part of Social Security. It's supposed to be um, so security for when you stop working. That was the idea, uh, financial security. And so it, these programs got added, but really didn't get properly accounted for in the in the funding mechanism. Kevin so, also warns that if you're uh, going to rely on Social Security benefits to pay your bills, you better go ahead and get stuff paid off. Yeah, I, I hear you. I I would agree as well. And it's, you know, I think there was a time maybe you could say that it it could possibly produce enough monthly benefit to uh, to fund the and to cover the expenses of the typical household. But bottom line is, we was also a point in time when you could buy a Mustang for five grand. <laughs> that's true. Um, but we, there's a lot more in our lives these days that we've all become accustomed to because our standard of living is, writ, is uh, risen quite a bit, which is a good thing. 
And it's really not intended to equate to that standard of living you enjoyed when you were working. It's really not in, intended for that purpose. So, yeah, you're right. You need some supplemental income over and above Social Security in some way, shape, or form, usually, to take care of uh, your household expenses. Totally agree. So, right now, there's no means testing on Social Security, but there's a maximum benefit. I want to say it's 3500 bucks a month or so is what the maximum benefit is. So it really doesn't matter, again, how much you paid in. You could be a high-income earner and hit the threshold every single year and paid into it, but you ain't getting the $3,500 out. That's uh, something along those lines. That's what the maximum is. Medicare, totally different situation. It's even way more broke, as we talked about earlier. We got some other texts here on the text line. Apologize for not being able to get to all of them. Do appreciate all the engagement today and, of course, tuning in to Middays. We appreciate you, as always. We're going to be back in the studios here again tomorrow, Will Rhino and I. Until then, stay safe and God bless everyone. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.